You are listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee, Federation Nation, Narm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has achieved midfield mediocrity in the UK Nationals. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can also become a patron supporter by following the link in the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. And I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Lean Mean Painting Machine, Gosling. Uh, I like green, apparently, and brown. Classic war game colours. Exactly. Classic war game colours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Lee hit on three Parnell. Reach across the table and just slap me, Daddy. Is, <laughs> hold on, hit hit on three. Is that like is that like hits on three people? As in, no, it's, like, it's like one, two, three, bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, welcome to episode eighty-one, the one where we now have a king. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? God save the king. No, long live the king, king, but not too long, because like literally twenty years tops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just based on his based on his mum. Um, God save the king. Which one? What? Say, Carry on. Well, you just try, try to start like, like there's some sort of succession crisis going on. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't BattleTech. Um, <laughs> I wish right. it was. <laughs> I wish it was too. Get me, get me my Airby Mech. Um, <laughs> so tonight we're going to look at um, talk about Internet Famous. Boy. Um, welcome our new patrons and announce our t-shirt winner. Woo! Um, Clothing then be... unwashed. Yes, unwashed t-shirts. <laughs> we'll then be um, going to face space something, something to talk about what we've been eating. Mm-hmm. We'll then be doing news from the front about what we've been talking about. Do, 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 do. Um, That's games, right? Game, well, gaming, sorry. What are we talking there about? You go. Yeah. Or what are we talking about? Loose lips, sink oh, ships. Yeah. Loose lips, sink ships. Talk about um, new British stuff that got announced recently. Bulging for British. Um, and then we'll do an officer answers and events, and then we'll shoot and scoot. Nice, yeah. So, Eddie, um, introduce our latest patrons. I know you're about to say that, which is why I'm on the wrong page of my phone. So, oh. a big returning welcome to Lack of Foresight Gaming. Obviously, uh, they're living by their name by pledging to give us money every month again. Um, <laughs> Come crawling uh, back to us, yeah, crawling back on your belly. just try and get a t shirt, singing yeah. it back, bring it back to me. <laughs> Um, and uh, a, a big internet, internet famous hello to um, San Sebastian Harrison. Yeah, another one of the barn regulars who paints sickeningly good. Right, it's, it's Sebastian Harrison, but I, I was trying to give something funny. So, San Sebastian. San Seb- oh, so Sebastian Harrison sounds like a lawyer. Sir Sebastian Harrison. Sir, Sir Sebastian. Mm. Knight him. You've been knighted officially <laughs> yeah. by the Shoot and Scoot podcast. Is, is it a secret knighting Sebastian. like Trump's? <laughs> is it a yeah. what? The trouble is... We've got a bit of a depth perception act, so with the sword, it you know it might get a bit interesting. I know you wouldn't like to be a sword; it'd be a brain gun, surely, or something like that. You can't. To be honest, if it shoot and scoot style, it'd be one of those little um, twelve, the little red whippy sticks from a Games Workshop starter oh, set. Oh yes, I was and, overjoyed when I found that back in the Holy Heresy box. If you have to be a knight, you have to withstand being hit on either side of the face with one of those, and that only then. Without flinching, can you prove you are tough enough to be a knight of the shoot and scoot realm? Yep. I honestly thought that Games Workshop had to stop selling them because they were a health and safety hazard. So when they came back in the Horus Heresy box, it was like, ooh. I thought That's because it's aimed at the older guys who are more mature and can do real damage with them. <laughs> I'm sure they stopped selling them because some kid like, yeah, lost an eyeball because he got whipped in it. 
Oh, we had to ban them in the store. Mm. Literally, it was the only way that we'd ever ever lend out a tape measure was if you came in and said, "Oh, I've got one of these. Like, put that back in your bag. Here, yeah. you can use this tape measure for tonight." Because otherwise, you will just the carnage, absolute carnage. But I, I swear they were engineered to make a really good sound because they sound absolutely great as they slice through the air, as they swish. Yeah, they do, yeah, uh, yeah. Swish. Right. So, there we go. welcome to the word of Patreon. Are they going to be on the these new people? Did I miss the introduction to the Discord? No, we haven't introduced Discord yet. Um, no, are they on the Discord? I well, yeah, um, yeah. Lack of foresight is back on the Discord. Um, Seb hasn't joined the Discord yet, but. I know that's why he Not kind right. of joined up for Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I yeah, think that's yeah. what drove it. it. was um. Oh, is it that Seb? That is that Seb. That's what I said. It's the Seb from I the I didn't even know. See, I'm just... It's just one of the common people now. It's Seb, the secondly good painter, Seb. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. It's, break, 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 break his hand, Seb. Yeah, yeah. See, you should never meet people in real life. That's what I'm saying. If you know... Because you sit there and go, oh, that's some nice models. That's all right. He's probably a real dick. So, and then you meet someone and they're crushingly nice and good fun to be around with and they can paint and they're talented and you're just like, ugh. I hate you, but I can't hate you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You don't even give me a reason to hate you. And now he's giving us money. Of all things, he's signed up to the patron. Thank you, Seb. Yeah, thanks, Seb. Thanks, Seb. (laughs) (laughs) There you are. Back to 50 patrons. There we go. (laughs) One at a time. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's for tax purposes, honest. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I say, they now get access to the Discord, um, where they can come talk to us on the evenings and put their questions in for pay, um, lots of answers. Yep. And they all got put in the drawer for the T-shirt because, like I said, we got our fifty patrons, which is a big, a big, big um, milestone for us. Because you know, I thought we'd get like three. Because yeah, just, you know, my <laughs> two mom. and a half, and that'll be like between the three of us. Yeah. My mum getting two subscriptions on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, we got 50. Um, so we did a random draw, um, which is what I put on Excel and did a random cell function. See, I could have had my big wheel of... Oh, go on, Ben. You should have brought that back. The wheel of Fez sounded better. That's a callback, that is. I've realised the folly of that in recent days. I'll tell you, when it comes to my bases, bases. I only say this once. I should have listened to you guys. Um, wow! What quit while you're ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah for once. Um, so, am I announcing? Is this it? Yeah, you announce it. Or should I draw a name out of my fez? Well, <laughs> I, I, I said we draw what? it. So, <laughs> the name is there. You can um, do your. All right, here we go. It's really just a friends reference. That's what cracks me up. Uh, the winner of the fiftieth Patreon support giveaway is. Michael Mosseray. Yeah. Michael Mosseray. Michael Morsa. So I shall check a message on Patreon. Michael Morsseray. Congratulations on winning our special 50th patron. Woo, big 5-0 t-shirt giveaway. Yep. And if you want to fancy our, our if you didn't, didn't win, but still fancy a t-shirt, then obviously patrons do get a discount on their um, Teesprings store. I'll um, post a reminder of what the, what the coupon was for that, because I can't remember actually what it was. It's, it's uh... <laughs> It's a, a pin post on the Discord. Oh, it is good. Yeah, okay. So it's there. Yeah. So we are. That's our patrons for this week. Very, very this good. Episode. Excellent. Faces, bases, something and something. Duncan, what have you been painting? I, I've, I've had a burst. <laughs> I've had a burst. I've had a burst. Yep. 
Burst of activity. Um, I have painted quite a considerable bit so far this month. Um, Darren and I talked a little while ago about whether we could paint, whether it was feasible to paint a hundred point list in a month. And so that's right. what I'm going for. And because Madness. we're both, well, because we're both apparently slightly uh, yeah, deranged. Um, uh, we're both doing is it Soviets, just three tigers? Oh my um, God. Uh, it's Soviets. <laughs> I think Darren's doing Oh, it's at least infantry. late war, late war ISTs, right? Nope. Darren's doing oh, all infantry, and mine is. Uh, I've cheated slightly. I've got one company of IS2s, which is 37 yeah, points. That's not but... cheating. That's just maximizing efficiency. Yeah, but the rest is all infantry and gun teams. <laughs> it's, the e- it's almost an ETC list of painting, but not because you only had the one company. Yep. So, so, so what are the rules? Well, there weren't really any rules. It was just one of those things of just. I wonder if this is even. Fe- like, is this even feasible can, can can this be done um, we don't eat yeah well i think it's just about process on some of it but yeah darren's doing like a whole soviet infantry company it's like hundreds and hundreds of figures i don't know i, I don't quite know if he's going to be taken to extreme uh... yeah that, that, that's 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 <laughs> off the darren other Darren never does that no 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 absolutely uh a shining a paragon of common sense um <laughs> but <laughs> but my my list <laughs> that i came up with was because um, I wanted to uh, get my um, Strogovy company um, actually kicked off and actually be able to pull some stuff together for probably warfare, um, I decided mm. to paint that. So I've got the I've got the early war um, the early war figures that they did ages ago with the, the trench not trench coats great coats sorry the great coats oh and the, the cool hats yeah and the cool hats but they're only early war figures but I don't care I, look can nice. I can I do a shout out about those to my uh, my good friend uh, Paul Townsend. Um, over at Guildford Games Club, who, upon one of the few games of Planes of War we've actually played, um, was doing Early War. And if you, I don't know if you remember in the, uh, was it the Rising Sun book they were in? Because they were, yes. the, yeah. yeah. It, once the platoon or company, as it was, died, yeah, you, you could roll a dice. Yeah, yeah. So he's the only person I know who removed all the models from the company, rolled a dice, passed, and then brought a completely different painted platoon back on the board. Yep. And I'm like, Paul, you can just reuse the same ones. He goes, No, it's different guys, okay. isn't it? They're dead. They're not zombies, Ed. Come oh, on. Oh, well. <laughs> That's a power play right there. <laughs> it was. Well, I, I, in my early days of Flames of War, I've probably told this story before. In my early days of Flames of War, I went to the club, and I know Paul played or painted previously, um, and he loves Soviets as well. And he had an entire 12 by 4 board covered in Soviet models. This is in the early days of V3, V2, V3. He had it just covered in models. I was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. You've got literally everything in the force. He goes, yeah, yeah, and no, I like painting Soviets. I said, how, do you, how did you get this all? He says, well, what I did is I bought a box of tanks, T-34s, painted them, sold them, and with the money, I bought two boxes of T-34s. Oh, my God. I paint those and sold those. And with the money, I bought twice of what I sold. And he basically did that in iterations to the point where he had 12 foot of board covered in models. So it's, it, it's like the grain of the grain of rice on a chessboard, but in reverse. I say, this feels like how you teach kids how capitalism works. Yeah, exactly <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, he's one of those, another guy who's so nice that you hate him um, in that he can paint so quickly because he can just do, you know, is it 3DO? I think as people think the models in outrageous speed. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I do, I do digress. No, no, I was just thinking that, 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 that that's pretty cool. Like, just like a, it's like an exploding dice game. I rolled a six. I could, I, almost hear, I could almost hear the thought process in Duncan's head going, 
if he can paint them that quickly, if I get to the last week, then if I reached <laughs> out to Paul, because I've got, you've done yeah. dealings with Paul before, he might be able to just paint the last couple of the squads. Exactly. It's all coming together <laughs> nicely. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing all right. I'm not doing, I'm not doing too shabby, actually. I, um, it's not I, cheating yeah. if there are no rules. Well, exactly. I've painted, so, so far this month, <laughs> I've painted 620 more mortars, uh, six command teams of various types, uh, 20 rifle teams, uh, 400 what? mil guns, and two Duncan, uh, it's been two. Guns. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Wait, you painted 620 mortars? Six 120 <laughs> mil mortars, yeah. Yeah, I think the micro dropped out for a little bit there. So I was oh, like, did it? he hasn't paid a hundred. He hasn't. Yeah, it's like six hundred mortars. Oh, 620 six one twenty. Sorry, six six times six thousand one hundred twenty mortars. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Hold on, I'm, I'm not doing a quasi quoting. Um, it's not the, it's not the budget yet. Seventeen <laughs> bajillion million. Yeah, we're doing that. Um, yeah. So... No, 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 sir. That's that's the debt figure. Oh. No. Oh. Well, we've got to pay that back. Um, yeah. You mean it's not free? Yeah, I've had a bit of a I've had a bit of a spare on. Well, I'm, I'm doing quite well, but okay. I'm I'm hoping. So that what have you got left? So to paint, I've got the the five IS twos, uh-huh. uh, four recce teams, and a flamethrower. But, uh, but are they? I, I, are they what? Sorry, are the IS twos battlefront? They are such a nice kit. Yeah, they're they're already built. Um, I actually bought because I went I went to colours. Um, <laughs> I picked up <laughs> from Peter Pig. I didn't realise that they did this, but little tip. Um, they're starting to. They actually announced that they they're not going to bring their full range to shows anymore. So you, you have think? to pre-order. I'm not surprised because yeah. it was so big. Yeah. So you you now have to pre-order your stuff but they they're doing a discount if you pre-order it Ooh. so i got i think i got 15 percent off by pre-ordering it um which is fine yeah, and then you good. don't have to pay postage as well exactly so i was quite i was like that's fine um because i was oh, originally man. just going to buy one one company or they companies or platoons platoons i guess well they're they're, they're they're called companies in the soviet army but they're actually just platoon level yeah but i think these are actually called platoons because their reconnaissance the reconnaissance platoons are tiny they're only like four stands. Oh yeah, or five stands. Three no, guys four stands. And a, and a dog. Yeah, so I got those broken down larder. Um, which is quite they're quite nice figures actually. They're the scout models from Peter Pig, which I've got some of the SMG guys with the smocks already. But I got the right. the rifle armed and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I got also got some pack horses that they come with a handler, so you get six pack horses and um, two handlers. So I've done them as objectives for the the force as well. All right. Okay. Um, I was going. To, where's he going with this? Make yeah, his own cavalry. <laughs> but it was it was more that I was like, I only need one platoon. And but, but because of Peter Pig, you know, you have to do the packet thing. I was like, well, yeah. By the time I've got that, I've got half of a second platoon, so I ended up with a company. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I ended up with three, three, um, three platoons. They're ridiculously good though, because they're um, they're moving rate of fire is three because they've got two light machine guns in each. Just yeah, in each one because they're, they're motorcycle guys, motorcycle guys. So there's plenty of firepower there. So even even if you're pinned, you've still got rate of fire three. You might only have four stands, but you're still kicking out twelve dice. So they're quite they're quite <laughs> nice. nice for that. Yeah. Um. So I've got to do one of those. But that that's that'll be it then. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking about taking Soviets to to warfare actually. Um, Ooh. Yeah, because I was so successful with them last time that I thought, well. Yeah, they've done they've done really well at the UK nationals as well. It's just yeah. too big competitive. 
Exactly. <laughs> but I think I think there must I think there's something there. I think there is something there. I just can't work out what it is because they they they've got they still got all the bulk and volume that they've always had. They're not terrible. Um, I just don't know why they're they're not doing as well as they could. There was hardly anyone that took Soviets, wasn't there, to the UK? Yeah, it was two lists out of the forty odd players. Which is ridiculous. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite liking these. So I think I'll get them I'll get them done in the next two weeks. I reckon. Um, and then we'll see where we go from there. Nice. I paint. I painted. Oh, actually, the other thing I forgot to paint. I forgot to mention. Sorry. Uh, I painted uh, nine stands of uh, PTRD anti tank rifles. Nine. Nine. Yeah. So it was fifty figures, I think, <laughs> because I didn't have any at all. And I realised that that's probably an error. Yeah. And it, and in mid war you can have like the platoon of six of them. And I thought, oh, that'd be quite funny. Ambush with that against someone with armor cars. And just, yeah. Here you go. Take twenty four. <laughs> 24 uh, 85 a whole, shots a whole lot of diddly yeah yeah. it's going to do nothing but it's quite funny yeah I painted <laughs> them up as well they're um, Skytrex figures they do a company like 50 figure pack and I split oh, wow. I was I was originally going to split them out across um, 10 bases but I decided to only do 9 because they looked a bit silly and sparse with some of them but they're all on the big bases awesome yep it's been quite productive can't lie yeah sounds it man what about oh, you Lee what have you been up to one other thing oh. sorry just before we move oh. on uh, I've, I've, had, I've had an email from Battlefront today, so the fourth, no, third, third Nimrod company is in, inbound as well. <laughs> they've got some back in country. In the UK? Uh, yes. <laughs> so they've had, some, I think they've had some more in. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're now on the way. That's so sorry a, anyone that wanted Nimrod. Yeah, they're, they're all now. <laughs> now Duncan. Yeah. Right, look at me. Look at me. I have the Nimrod now. Yeah. <laughs> I am a god of Nimrod. Nimrod? A Nimrod. So, yeah. I am a Nimrod. I am invincible. It did make me laugh when I because I, I love that thing where you get the email from Battlefront that just says something you've forgotten about ordering has been released and you're like, what? what? Yes. Oh. And they charge you a credit card and it's on the way. Yeah. Hope you didn't need that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you not have taken that when I ordered it? No. No. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Pete. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Cheers. I mean, they're not. They're not Wayland Games, who would take your money and then sit on it for two and a half years and then finally send you a best owned church. And curse some interest off it, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that was it, uh, sorry. I just thought it was important to get the Nimrod update. Lee, what have you been painting tonight? I have been painting somebody else's stuff. What? Yeah, for- you become a you become a capitalist, haven't you? Dirty capitalist. I've always been kind of a capitalist. <laughs> you shill. No. Yeah, shill. How dare you? I'm doing you. the thing I said I was never going to do, which is um, commission painting. Oh, I wonder and what that was like, like I thought. It... <laughs> yeah, sorry, the other <laughs> thing I said I never did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did the other thing a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. I was young, <laughs> I needed the money. Um, but see, so yeah, I'm just painting up some stuff for Brett, um, who's one of the guys from our group who moves up to Scotland. Where an eye patch, big... Brett? <laughs> he sent me a box full of um, British tanks and German infantry and a few German half tracks, which is basically the first half of the job. So I've been Ooh. painting up the British stuff. So the British half tracks, so four British half tracks, M5s, um, nice. two I'm Cromwells, really sorry, two Fireflies, and four Cromwells all painted up. Just literally finished Ooh. them. Wow. So you've been having fun with that. You've been getting your palette wetted for bulging British. It is. Exactly. I'm now kind of regretting doing the rest of this now. I want to put it aside and actually go and paint the comets I've been putting off for ages. Well, just don't tell them they're finished and then (laughs) 
paint your stuff, but then when you finish your stuff, be like, yeah, you can send the next batch down there. Yeah, I want to see if I can get the first box all done in one month, and next month I'll reward myself by finishing off the Alpha Legion and painting some yeah. comments. By painting more things! It, yeah, it my ends, things. Eddie. It never ends. <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, yeah, so didn't take too long so i was using the airbrush so i was using, painting them like i painted up um my, ch- my churchills so using the airbrush go bronze green for a russian uniform for the green gray so talk about airbrushes quickly segue mm-hmm. um i've been listening to um a scale modeling uh podcast uh plastic model mojo it's two american guys um who are very funny actually and quite enjoyable to listen to um because they have anecdotes like people were arguing over the realistic color of the mud around a sunken titanic model what yeah some guy did a model of the titanic as it is now at the bottom of the sea and they're walking past they heard the two 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 onlook other people from the, sh- the show arguing over what color the mud should be and it wasn't the right color mud for the bottom of the atlantic <laughs> wow wow <laughs> um anyway and and i've learned some interesting some not so great techniques and some because because it's you know do five layers of this stuff it takes to glue stuff together no that's not going to work for us um but they did uh come up with the idea that i'm looking into of having a very fine uh physical filter for when you put your paints into your airbrush look at and the... i've had a look and there's, there's a couple of people who do sell specific paint filters i need to find one that i want to get this reusable. Well, like a mesh or a sieve or something yeah 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 like a sieve so that when you pour the paint into your paint cup, it goes through this mesh to catch out any of the large dried particulates that are prevalent in acrylics. Um, that sounds like work. And really. I was like, no, but it sounds like way less work than having your airbrush pack up after two and a half minutes of spraying to then clean it out. Yeah, And I was like, that is such a good idea. So I'm having a look. The ones I've found so far, there's a load of disposable ones that are designed for like car body paint. Um, there is a couple of... Why don't you just use well, coffee? Why don't you just use coffee filter papers? Because they're one-off, and I don't think that will work as well, um, because obviously the paint particulates are quite large compared to coffee. However, however, Green Stuff World do do... Do do. <laughs> um, two, one, two little filters that are designed to sit inside the top of the paint cup on an airbrush so that you just pop it in and then as you pour the paint into your paint pot it goes through the fil- the mesh then and they're metal but they are about 12 quid for two so it's like that's quite a lot of money that's almost like half a box of tanks so it's a third of maybe a box next of tanks month. now yeah exactly yeah so uh, it's actually it's well worth the money and I should get them uh, come payday out of my hobby Eddie, budget Eddie you, you own a Citadel water paint pot yeah exactly that's like three times the cost of whatever I'm buying here yeah and probably these are more useful. <laughs> I don't knock my little paint pot. It's done pretty well. Well, if I did knock it over, it would probably just collapse and spill everywhere because it's a games workshop. No, it wouldn't. It's got a very pounds. wide base, thank you very much. I have actually punched it by accident and it didn't fall over. Are you being uh, sizest about it now? Yes, my paint pot is bigger than yours. Yeah, Damn is right, it, it's bigger than is, yours. Is it a big, is it a big like bottom girl. I could teach you, but I'd have to charge. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yep. The, I was just thinking it's a big bottom girl. Wash. It doesn't make the world go round, but it does make the paint pot not fall over and spill water everywhere. Mm. I'm still not convinced anyway, by this, you know, because I've just got a, uh, that was got a mug. Oh, I've got one other thing. Are you calling say. Mug? Uh, My mug. The um, I, I've also bought something at Colours. Uh, and you know how hey. I love Tester's Dolco? Yes. And I, think, and I think that it's a crime that the carcinogenic version has been banned in the EU. Yes. Uh, Mini bits uh, who are, um, have produced a deluxe matte varnish, um, and it's produced in the UK, so you don't have to worry about anything 
being shipped in for Pendragon miniatures. And it's they what? do two. They do a deluxe matte varnish and they do a um, quick drying matte varnish. The quick drying one apparently does what it says on the tin, but it is slightly um, satin at the end. Um, and I've got the true matte one and I've used it today and it is it does give you a very flat matte um, result. So it's that a full was on matte. full proper dull matte finish. Is it so matte that its own mother calls it by its full name of Matthew? No. So you know that it's <laughs> no. doing something wrong. It's not Tesla's dull coat. Nothing will replace Tesla's dull coat. No. I will give my do left you, nut for another twelve cans of Tesla's Zolco. Do you want to post um, me your left nut, and I'll see if uh, my mate, my mate's got some more. <laughs> what? No, I've I've scoured everywhere for it. It's, it's banned. Yeah, it's banned, it's but he's got a mate. You, you you know the Fez. He knows people. Well, we're we going to start running it in now through Biggin Hill. Shh. <laughs> okay. Underground. Yeah, Ask no questions. Ask no questions. I tell you no lies. I love Tesla's Zolco. The thing about uh, I always loved about Tesla's Zolco was the fact that it never changed, like the application. If it was slightly rainy or humid or whatever, it would always work the same. It was just like bulletproof. Yeah. It was absolutely the most forgiving spray I've ever used. And then they banned it because they're fascists. Well, they're not. So fascists. this is Duncan making his impassioned plea for Brexit. <laughs> yeah. No. Do I want Brexit? What, what do we need Brexit? to do? Well, well no, because the EU banned it. Now we're at the EU. You can yeah. go and, you know, fracking's back on the menu, boys. So, <laughs> don't coach back on the menu, boys. Yeah, it's the Sunday Uplands. <sighs> yeah, the Sunday Uplands of carcinogenic um, dystopia. Yeah, exactly. This stuff's wonderful. However, you won't ever get to see or use the stuff on the tabletop because your lungs will have turned themselves inside out. Yeah, yeah, you won't be able to see it because it'll just cast into, it'll eat all I mean, your eyes. Your is it actually nerve. carcinogenic or is it only carcinogenic in the state of California? I don't know. I don't, I <laughs> don't even know Everything's carcinogenic in the state of California. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not even sure it is carcinogenic. It's just been, uh, from what I understand, it, it got the, the, the recipe had to be changed and then it didn't work as well. And then they stopped importing it. So they've only, they're only exporting it now, I think, to Canada from, from the US, which isn't really exporting well, it, I don't think. Well... Well, it's not like we're big in Canada or anything. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You may have solved your problem. Yeah. Forget gun running. Anyway, I've given that a go. Um, and in breaking news tonight, a narcotic submarine has been uh, detained off the <laughs> the west coast of the uh, United Kingdom. Mm. Officials are saying it contained three, 400 tonnes of Testers Ducote, <laughs> a, new, a new street drug. Yeah. The street street value of a few thousand pounds. Yeah. Street value of four pound fifty. <laughs> Chief Inspector Wexford was perplexed. We don't understand why they're smuggling this in. Um, yeah. But no, I, so I've given that a go today, and it actually worked really well on my um, infantry. So I'll, I'll, I'll I'd, I'm going to give that a go for a bit because it's in the UK and it's you know uh, it's easy to get hold of. So sure. I'll, have, I'll, I'll report back when I've tried it again because it was a bit muggy today. It was a, a bit humid. It was a little bit, bit humid, yeah, it's wet on the south yeah. coast at least. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot about that, Carol. Nice. What have you painted, Eddie? Lee was painting things. Oh, Lee, is that what you've been doing? All you've been yeah, doing. I was painting says. some bits. I'm now, I'm now getting the um, Falschmaker platoon ready to paint. Ooh, oh, plays Splinter? Group, the actual basing is slightly weird, but. Um... Splinter. Well, they, they, they might not play as what bases. Um, yeah, pretty, it'd be like late war ones. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. What trials. On the trousers, they'd be wearing like field grab by late war, aren't they? Uh, yeah. like... Pretty much wherever you want by late You'd war. probably paint them as if they're not wearing trousers at all. <laughs> uh, I'd, go, I'd go field grow, <laughs> and I'd probably, because in the later, um, in the, like, the, the reformation of some of those units, they used a lot of, uh, uh, Le, not Leflander, 
Luftwaffe field division troops. So you could probably yeah. get away with um, some Luftwaffe sort of grey blue trousers as well. Yeah, these are like um, like D Day basically. So it's not so quite that? the complete destruction. Well, it's who like that? is that second, not that's like second, second, second sixth, I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't first. If you first, know the answer, uh, write in to. Yeah, so but they would have been they would have been properly equipped at that point yeah. to an extent. That's what I was thinking. So I'll go field growl then in that case. Field growl, whatever looks cool. Yeah, and yeah. But like you say, splinter camo smocks. I think I'm gonna probably use um, green brown primer because most of it's gonna be smock. So I think that's a good base for camo for German camo beige. Uh, German camo beige, yeah. There is a colour called German Camo Beige. Oh, maybe that's the old one. There is. I got, so I got the Valeria Paint German Camo Beige, but as a yeah. primer, I figure green-brown's a primer, then work up to Camo Beige. Yeah. Shall, I see what, shall I see what... Um, I've got my Colours of War handily to one side here. Let's see what they suggest oh, for it. <laughs> do, 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 and looks things up on internet. Oh, I'll tell you what, I forgot about that. The um, Herman Goering uh, in Italy used uh, captured Italian uh, camouflage uh, trousers. Ooh. So that, that, make a note of that. Um, splinter camo. German camo beige. They suggest as the base. Yeah, I need my splinter camo. Mm. Oh, that is nice. Mm. Very nice. Yep, mm. there you go. Good stuff. Hot off the, hot off the uh, Colors of War press. I do love that. So, Eddie, Eddie, what have you been painting? Um, painting, yes. Painting things. Um we talked about the Forsham Jaeger assault rifles I built last time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, in the end, I didn't get those painted, and I swapped those out for my Net Jaeger assault rifle guys for the game. Um, but the big the big reveal, the big reversal of the hobby Wheel of Doom um, is now, it's the Fez laser beam of focus in that I am not having in the house any project. I'm having one project, and that is it in the house at any one time. Okay. So I have stripped out all of the piles of to-do from the, my little hobby cupboard in the living room. That is all gone. It is now used as a storage space for my gaming material um, and my paint tray, which now packs away nicely outside so there aren't toy soldiers laying around everywhere. Um, and I have been focusing on whatever it is I'm painting for the next thing that I'm playing. Because um, at the moment I'm doing a lot of Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm doing uh, Mordheim for the... The bar, guys at the bar want to play Mordheim and trying to get the bits and pieces done for whatever Flames of War games we're playing next. So um, that's the that sounds like the antithesis of my giant spreadsheet. It kind of because rather than worry about what I've got sitting around, yeah. it's about well, what am I playing next and what do yeah. I need to get done for that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it's just one thing. I don't need to know everything else that I've got. I just need this one thing done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very task doable. focused. I like it. Mm. Yeah, no, like it's it. been really good. Um, so. And it, I was in the process, so what I have been doing is loads of half projects because <laughs> I ran out of time before the games came and went. Um, oh, but really? then they, they, they've now gone in. So, yeah, some Lord of the Rings bits and pieces. Um, what is ne- next? So next will be um, the my East Front mid-war Panzers, the ones we took to Warfare that time when we did the Tony the Tiger Challenge. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to put decals on those and finish those off. Um, so that I can take them to the barn, nicely finished. That is what is on my painting table at the moment. Sweet. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's been loads of like half projects that have kind of come along. And when it came to the actual game time, it was a case of okay, I'll swap it out, take something I've already got painted, or oh god, no, you're not doing that, are you? What do you mean? Was well, so he swapping it out without finishing it? Yeah, if I run out of time. Oh, oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Because the next thing comes along. No. <laughs> 
just no. Oh, that's actually caused me physical pain. <laughs> oh no, you can't do that. You'd have a, a cupboard full of just like things that've got like one colour on them. Well, the idea the idea is that it won't be that way forever. But I mean, what it what it so that it, it's been an evolution, which is why that's happened a couple of times. Um, but the thing the thing will be like, right, okay, I want to get my warfare army painted now, and then I won't commit to playing with anything I don't already have painted until the warfare army's finished. Does that make sense? Kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. It still makes me feel bilious. I don't, I, just, I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, good word. Yeah, bilious frog. That's a five dollar word. I don't feel well uh, now. Two cent. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't feel well. Yeah, all my well, cheese are all over just... the place. It's all out of alignment. But I mean that. That's no. The last couple of weeks, it's no different to what I've been doing for my other projects. It's just. Oh, that's not making it better, you know. really. That's making it worse. No, I know. Well, it's, that's that's fine because. But nothing gets finished then. I know, but then. No, but it, that, that's only that, that it will because this is the more you know the morphing of of this process. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. As well as as well as rearranging and and to be honest, most of my hobby time has been taken up by actually locating models out of the mess and putting them back into cases together so i found my rohan lord of the rings i found my goblin lord of the Rings stuff um i finally got my dragon that i painted in the first week of lockdown on the table which was amazing that's kind of going into um news from the front really because uh yeah played a couple games lord of the rings against paul townsend with his amazingly painted rohan and uh yeah dragons eat people on horses (laughs) what kind of dragon this is a bit of a mismatch to be honest it's a red dragon with wings in the latest game and it's hilarious because both times i played paul he said this is the tactics i need to do i need to ignore either the dragon or the dragon and balrog that i ran and kill the goblins to get them get the army yeah. to run away yep and he said that and he said that at the beginning of the game and he said that at turn one and then the very first time he starts moving he tries to charge the dragon and the balrog <laughs> it's, oh it's hilarious because he just he just says he says what he needs to do and he does the complete opposite um but only only when he plays it's 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 fantastic to watch. Um, oh dear! So we played a mission where you had to get to the middle of the board with an infantry model, pick up the artifact on a four up, and then walk it off the opposite side of the board. Um, and I'm lucky enough that the Balrog counts as an infantry model. What? <laughs> the what? Because it's the Balrog is an infantry comma monster. Um, so it has the <laughs> infantry rule. So it oh, wow. is infantry. So it walked up, picked up the artifact in turn two. And then proceeded to slowly murder its way off the board. Um, it's got wings. Yeah, it doesn't actually have fly, though, in the rules. Because it doesn't fly in the movies. So it only has a six-inch move. Uh, what? what? Yep. So it only has situational wings. Well, they're kind of like more implied wings. Like, it identifies as having wings, but it doesn't really have wings. Yeah, so it's only got a six-inch move. Um, so that was my six, my six inch. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which is still, you know, same speed as a human, I guess. And that's if you think about it, when it's running through the Mines of Moria, the hobbits outrun it for quite a while. Yes, but they're running away from a sodding great Balrog. I mean, if that's not going to give you, yeah, like... but the hobbits don't have the biggest legs, do they? No, no, but I imagine they've got huge colons by the they time they got halfway big. down that corridor. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... Yeah, and then the dragon proceeded to just eat um, horses and Theoden King. Um, was it actually a red dragon you you using it as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh the, the you can have a dragon, a, a basic dragon is 250 points, and then you add, um, it's got four extra special rules it can take, but you can only ever add two of them, and they're, they're 50 points each. So you can give it like a super duper breath attack, you can give it fly, you can give it um, super thick skin, or you can give it 
the ability to talk, which then casts basically casts magic. The ability to talk, <coughs> yeah, like small the dragon, like parcel tongue type stuff. So you can cast um, transfix, which is a scary, scary skill uh, magic ability because it basically means that, you know if you successfully cast that spell, the enemy model can't move or do anything. Right. So you go right, okay, Theoden, you're going to stand there, and then next to, and then I'm going to run up and eat you as you stand there doing nothing. Um, My God, he's using hypnosis. Yeah, pretty much. That's telekinesis, Carl. Um, that's mind bullets. Different reference. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's enough. This isn't a Lord of the Rings podcast. This is a Flames of War podcast, and we played a game, didn't we, Lee? If you can call it that. <laughs> I, think I, I think I embarrassed myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we were playing 110 points um, practice for warfare, so 110 points late war. Yeah. Single formations only. Um, no more than five scout units. Yeah, yeah. So you were using what was basically your ETC list with some extra yeah. bits. I took my ETC list, and then for the extra points, I added in uh, Flight of Typhoons, and I gave the AVREs an assault bridge. Not that it came up. No, it did. It totally did. Do you know why? Why? Because we both forgot that 110 points means you need to have 44 points in reserves. Oh, yeah. Start with yeah, because we were practically working out what reserves were, weren't we? Yeah. So that one extra point helped push me over the I points see. for reserves. So all I had to put in reserve, extra apart from, was my Crocs, the AVREs with the bridge, and then the one platoon of um, Universal Carriers, and then right. the two lots of partisan infantry, which deploy anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it, that actual point did mean that I have a bridge in reserve as opposed to having to put a whole extra platoon in. Yeah, because I, um, I, I was using Brigade Panthers. So when we play 100 points, my reserve would normally be both Panther platoons. And that was still leaving my HQ of a Panther, some King Tigers, um, some Mobile Wagons, some 88 Volk, uh, Volks 88 artillery pieces. But 110 mm. points, and I got the extra H, I got an extra tank in the HQ to get up to 110. Um, also, that didn't work, so I was trying to quickly scramble to work out what reserve would be. So I put the King Tigers off because they were a bigger chunk of points. Yep. And I think they're accompanied by the other Panther platoon. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, when we played. Was it Dogfight? We'll talk about the second one, Dust Up. Oh, Dust Up was the first one. Ah, uh, Dust Up, that's right. Yeah. I used my Pumas to get a little bit of um onto the flank. I put my H my free my, my the one platoon I had on the free um Panthers on the road, hoping either I got the first turn and could us move them to a better position. Or you would get the first turn, but it's okay, okay, got four shots and um hit on freeze, front on ten, I could probably bounce your seventeen pounds if it came down to it. Yeah. So you, you then, went you went super aggro. I went super aggro. I was going super aggressive. Oh, no. I think so. Just seeing this, I also chose maneuver stance as well, and so you. So it came to a meet engagement. Yeah. So it's meet engagement. I get the first turn. We forget there's a meet engagement, and I actually first attempt to blitz. Um, which I, well, I was well blitz. So I could shoot as if stationary, and I was quite yeah. proud of that actually because I measured everything out and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. get the blitz, get within two inches of the tree line. That then exposes three of my seventeen pounders to open lines of shot to his Panthers, one of them concealed. Um, and then we, you know, obliterated the ball and went, ah! And then you went, oh, wait, it's a meet engagement. You can't do that. You can shoot his like, moving. You could blitz. It was just you fired it from four and no, five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't I mean, shoot so twice. No, you said there's no point in you blitzing, so you put them in a slightly different position, yeah. Yeah, so I went, okay, well, I'll move tactically then, which means uh-huh. that they can all see clearly yep. whilst being behind the tree line. Um, and then I got exactly the same number of hits. 
Yeah, so I said, well, there's no point in me, you know, just keep the result you had originally. And so that was three yeah, because you're, it's three, three hits, and then your saves were three ones, and then my firepower was three successes. I was like, oh, that's oh, sweet uh, lord. Three, three dead panthers, then. Thank you very yeah. much. That went then, pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the second turn, you then killed the two IC panther, which left me one panther left. Yeah, you tried to relocate, and the being, and, and, during which I'd pushed up the other flank with the load of infantry and universal mm-hmm. carriers who were now squatting in a house within four inches of the objective. Um, picking off my 88s. Picking off your 88s with mortars, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, and I was sitting, so it's kind of trying to get the bit of the assault, but you had your 88s and whirlwinds kind yeah. of guarding the objective. Um, but then a combination of long-range fire slowly whittled them away, um, at which point you'd reinforce them with more, you know, your, your HQ panther going across and mm-hmm. some of the wreckage the HQ died, and then it was a break test. Yes. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I say, well, a formation break, I should say. So yeah, it was. Um, so it, was, well. it, was, it was just a du- a dumb move. A dumb move for me not to go attack rather than move. A dumb. Move the lesson to... here for everyone to learn is: if you start playing Brigade Panthers with their front armor of ten, do not think you are playing version three Panthers, which are hit on fours. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a huge difference. You yeah. cannot survive the volume of fire. Well, we we had that game as well where you did the same thing to me at long range, didn't you? Where um, yeah, exactly that. You and you got lucky, and you hit me twice. I out got of, lucky there. Yeah, but it was I twice out twice. of like six dice or something, so it's two sixes. But it I had yeah, because I uh, no, I I four shots because I moved, I did, I blitzed successfully, moved tactically to get you in sight. Well, that's it. Four M10 Achilles shots with two sixes, and then you just rolled ones. And then I passed well, the firepower. It's not even ones. It's ones, then... or, ones or twos, isn't it? Uh, got... Yeah, well, you're 10, 11 versus, what, 14? Yeah, so it's one, ones and twos will penetrate. Yeah, yeah three to glass. Ones and twos, and then three up firepowers, kill two panthers, and then the last guy run away. That threes is it's a, it is a trap. It's, it can get you. It can really get you. You've got to, you know, be cautious with your panthers. Yeah, you know? yeah I'll be a bit too cavalier with them. He's, the, he's, he's, he's driving down an open road. Yeah. How did the so, um, listen, King look, Tigers? Yeah. How did the King Tigers fare though? Oh, they, were, they never got off. They never got the table. They never even saw. Oh my god! No, oh, by, think... by the time they did, they would have been driving into a line of seventeen pounders and six pounders set up across the board. Yeah. Actually, I think so, they did. I think they did. Tell them. I think that's what I was setting up for. And like I say, I knew it wasn't going to work, but I couldn't yeah. get them to reinforce my objective in time when it became relevant. Well, six six pounders aren't going to do anything, are they? Um, in this, for assault, they would. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you've got a sort to get past them. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just and they just sit there not doing anything because there's no point shooting. So now veterans concealed, gone to ground. So you're going to hit them on sixes, three up save. So do you have, you're never going to shoot them off? Do you have um towed seventeen pounders and the Achilles? I do in this. Brilliant. Yeah, so I do yeah. now. In this list, that's the, one of the things I got in the extra ten points was the um toes for the uh M. For the 17 pounders, so actually, the 17 pounders deployed facing one flank. Once I killed the panthers, and it looked like you know, I knew it was going to be reserves. The, the toes came on, drove the 17 pounders across the board, and then they dug in facing the other flank. And it was like, that's totally worth a point. Yeah, I, I, I like them because they're M5 half tracks as well, they're armored, aren't they? Yeah, they're armored, you know, and you get the, the two inch dash to mount, plus then the, the dash of the um, m5s so yeah, actually it's pretty maneuverable it's got me out of stuck before yeah yeah so i've actually got toes on i've got half tracks for the six pounders sorry yeah universal carriers for the six pounders and half tracks for the um 17 oh, you can have the lloyd carriers can you for the six pounders yeah yeah that's what i had at um the etc 
it's just universal carriers. They don't have a gun. Um, did did you go to the really ECC, help. Eddie? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty oh. good. Have I told you about it? I'm so, I'm no, sure. I think it's escaped us. So that was so, a bit uh, of a, a damp squib then from your perspective. It was a bit of a damp squib. And we, well, we set up for a second game. And then uh, my cat, Panchetta, the Ugandan cat, Ugandan-American cat, uh, decided to start terrorising my housemate. So uh, I had to call that one off <laughs> and head home because uh, Tacey had joined us at Dyson at that point. Avenging my Panthers by... Um... Yeah, yeah, spoiling uh, a <laughs> so, a, yeah. so a small cat saved your big cat. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, it's a bit of a shame because I was going to be that was looking at it was going to be a much a much better game. But yeah, it, I, I, I hadn't even done to start off that game so far. So <laughs> <laughs> I still had plenty of time to get something done in, but I hadn't actually got my first, uh, the game set up phase. So. You're yeah. claiming that as a moral victory, though, right? Because you, you're oh, yeah, one yeah. that, yeah, exactly. Hey, he he can see the game. I, I mean, can see the left. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I will happily take a, a loss on the record for the sake of my marriage. Um, <laughs> That's that's your weakness. There you go. That's the weakness. Yeah, you're palpating that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have just said it. Um, <laughs> the faith in your wife is yours. <laughs> oh. So uh, after that, we had some barn games as well. We did, yeah. Which yeah, we so then I convinced uh, <laughs> convinced the barn to play. Um, Warfare practice again, so 110 points. Which it was the rain outside, the, the you know D Day into bulge, so both were kind of working. Permissible, uh, permissible. Yeah, mainly because I wanted to play my um, silly Panther King Tiger list. Yeah. Oh dear. What did you take, Lee? Well, I had I had my um, the the brigade Germans with me. I had my um, British uh, rifle formation. If I was going to do the Allies. Is it actually a rifle company? A rifle company with Churchills and support, yeah, and some M10. But normal Churchills, not Avery's or Crocodiles, just proper Churchills. Were they, were they, Real Churchills. Were they yes. Italian Churchills? Well, no, they were proper D-Day Churchills. So That's two, what I mean. Five, so single six pounder. Lovely. I, no, I'm just sticking my finger up to Meta there. Yep, yep. Thought, <laughs> no, my, my only concession in Meta was having the 17 pounder M10 season, but... Uh, but that's because if you should, you should, you should have M10 season, it looks so much cooler anyway. I've got a question actually on but, that. So, yeah. the, shouldn't the Churchills all have 75s at that point? Because I thought the guards were the only ones that had to switch back to the six pounders. No, so the, the general instruction was everyone had to had to switch back. Oh, okay. Um, so, everyone, everyone's, so you got slightly wrong way around. Everyone started with six pounder Churchills. Everyone mm. was given the instruction to upgrade to 75 millimeter guns. The guards, being super efficient, had converted all their guns to 75 millimeter when the instruction came to keep one, to at least one tank as a six pounder because of a new um, ammo, make it basically <laughs> an anti tank. So, the guards were too efficient for their own good. So, they were basically rocked up to Normandy with 75 millimeter for all, all, all their tanks. Uh, right, okay. Can you, can you do that in the rules? I don't know if you can actually. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in the actual D Day British, you got a choice of a unit of three, three 75 um, Churchills or, or two and a six pounder Churchill. Oh, no. I was going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, exactly. This stuff is built in the rules. It's um, when they occasionally do it. So it's... Yeah, it's I just I've, I, haven't used, I haven't used them yet, so I, didn't, I wasn't 100% on that. But I remembered something about them having a mixture. Yeah. Vaguely, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, as as it was, we got there and it was a standard thing of we always have an odd number on a barn on a barn night. I think only once we had an even number of players. Um, so <laughs> I volunteered to set the first game because because basically I, I hadn't sat one out so far, so I thought it was my turn. Um, 
we also had a new guy. We had Stuart, who is um, I'm trying to remember who he is on Discord. He's I think he's Redverse on Discord. Red Rev Refer Refer Refer. Yeah. So apparently, it turns out he literally lives next village over from Mike. So <laughs> they've been they've been chatting on the Discord. So Mike invited them over. Yep. Um. Yeah. Nice chap. Plays plays Flames of War. You know, very much towards the historical with um, about two other people. So he's quite happy to come out and like you know play with a different group and get a different take on the rules and that kind of thing. Um. So we he was playing Nathan the first game while Mike played Eddie. Yes. Um, Mr. Everest. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. My Everest, as it's becoming. <laughs> He's a bogey. He's a bogey. My white player. whale, the Moby Dick himself. Oh. Um, so I had my, my uh, Brigade Panthers, not Brigade, SS Panthers. I played the baddies. Um, so SS Panther HQ, platoon of three SS Panthers, platoon of three King Tigers, SS King Tigers. Mm. Because the plan there is that most people can kill one King Tiger and hope that the other one runs away, which for SS on a two plus is a big hope. My idea was if you had three King Tigers, then they've got to kill two of them and hope the third one runs away on a two plus. Well, I don't like um, also, it out. <laughs> <laughs> also, it equates to um, 47 points, which means it's a one drop reserve for, for 110. Um, and then to, for the rest of the formation, I have a uh, three um, three wins. Mm-hmm. So that gives me my four platoons in formation. So it's a little bit fragile, he says. But I mean, yeah, they are. Two of those platoons are Panthers, one's King Tigers, some Werbel wins. Um, I took, I want to make, for thematic reasons, I want to make the Forshmjager, the Ardennes Forshmjager platoon work. So I took a short stack Ardennes Forshmjager, upgraded yep. them. So they're the, the green, fearless, uh, aggressive, upgraded them to have the assault rifles. Um, and then I took, the final list will have four grills, but don't go at the points for that. So I don't have them made or painted. They didn't arrive in time. Um, so I took three Nebelwerfers instead for the same points just to see if that works. Oh, yeah, because we were having that discussion, weren't we, about whether Nebelwerfers or Grills were worth it. And I I, I like them. Yeah. I really like the Grills. I like the Grills. Two up firepower mm-hmm. with a smaller template. It's, you know, much they're more armored. worthwhile, I think. Yeah. Yep. They're going to be up there putting pressure on. They can direct fire if people get close. You know, they've... I think they've got, think a, they've got a machine as well. Yeah. They've got a machine gun so they can... They're not hopeless against infantry assaults. They're much better in this style of list. Um, and they're the same points. You get four of them for the nine points. Um, yeah. Which you're kind of looking at three nebs going, yes, you've got a bigger template. Oh, but really? Yeah, everything really? else is worse. Everything else is worse. And the bigger template's actually worse because I'm trying to assault, so I want to kill one platoon whilst I get close. Yep. And then I try to assault it, which I can't do um, with nebs. Anyway, um, and we're playing against uh, Mike Everest's uh, British. British, isn't it? Um, which was a Brit, I want to say motor company or rifle company. I think it was rifles. It might have been the rifles. The rifles. Yeomanry stuff. Yeah. So there was a load of rifle platoons. There was some four 17 pounders. There was a load of six pounders in ambush. There was a couple of mortars, a couple of HMGs, four 25 pounders. Um, and then his reserves were a platoon of Churchills, a platoon of Cromwells with Fireflies. That's uh, a lot of stodge, isn't it? There's a lot of stodge. And he had minefields as well. Um, which, by the letter of the rules, he had five minefields, but I think actually in warfare you still only get the four. Correct. Yeah, they 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 call that. Yeah, out. So you had an extra minefield, and we're playing lengthways down the board. I had everything. He had delayed scattered reserves, um, which is a killer. I, yeah, I went hell for leather into his seventeen pounders, um, advancing up the board best I could. Um, his turn one, he ranged in his <laughs> ranged in his twenty five pounders onto the poor infantry. 
right. and killed like five stands. Oh my god! It was I just couldn't roll a three up save for my life. They just exploded <laughs> everywhere. I was like, oh, I've now got. That's right. I had three stands left after twenty five pounders had finished. Um, but he used his might target rule to range in the mortar tubes as well in the same spot on the and second attempt. Got them. And they killed a they killed a third stand. So it was only two right at the end of turn one. I had two assault rifle stands left in my platoon going. Well, that's not great. They hit on threes, your They hit on threes, your... on threes yeah. Hmm. And he was just like, okay, range in, hit, 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 right, roll your saves, fail, 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 fail. Oh, well, they're dead, they're dead, they're dead. Oh, you've hit the two in the building. Oh, you've managed your two firepower tests, they're dead as well. Okay, right. that's uh, that's great. So they just instantly casualties. Um, so let's back up here, because he could, he could have ranged, used a, a remaining range sin to range in his mortars, but he couldn't use mic target because the mortars my, don't have mic target. Not mic target, no. the yeah, murder, just, whatever the murder. British rule is that means. No, the, the, Brits, the British rule is mic target. Yeah. And it, it, it lets you range in another another battery that also has the rule mic target. It's not just. Oh, it's other... just blatant cheating then, isn't it? There you go. Job done. I won anyway. Oh. Moral victory. Move on. Obviously, he could use remaining range into range in the mortars as well. Yeah. But he yeah, went that thing where it? it counts as a first attempt. Oh, okay. I don't know if he did or didn't do that bit. I think he just played a range in the mortars. He probably, just, he probably just ranged them in using the second yeah. attempt and third yes, attempt. Yes, I probably Because, yeah, the special rule means you count as ranging in as the same as the first, don't you? Correct. I don't, yeah, I think I don't think he did that because yeah. any observer can use the remaining range in attempts to call in more. Strikes, can't they? So that's one of the short people with one of his podcasts takes it all seriously, understands what it talks about before. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does. I know. I was being, I was being flippant because he just murdered all of my stuff. He murdered um, all of your. And then, uh, well, over the next three turns, over the next three turns, his twenty-five pounders proceeded to kill two verbal winds and a flipping panther. He killed a panther just by have. Yeah, killed a panther. How? Because oh, they're, like, they're three, aren't they? They're eighty-three. 83 and he was like right okay range it in behind this tree line spotting from over here at the angle cross here through there it's like yep that's a good line of sight it's it's you know it's fair and then uh bang 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 range in hit 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 failed saves five power five did, did. he's dead yep. oh my gosh um so basically whittled those away even though i was trying to be careful um and the tigers were being very bullish and kind of going in uh, managed to pin pinned one end of the 17 pounder platoon with the nebs which is what they had to do um so i was like cool they and they then didn't unpin the second turn so they're like, excellent pin 17 pounders munch into the infantry with some king tigers because of the terrain only two king tigers could get into combat um, the pin 17 pounders shot one and bailed it out on the way in not I mean that's you know fair that's enough. That's threes. Yeah, but they're, they're two shots. You're, you're at eight on the side, aren't you? Yeah, against fourteen. Yeah. Seventeen. Oh, pounder. seventeen pounders. Not sorry, twenty-five. Yeah, that's fair enough. Pounder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the room. So I was yep. like, okay, that's fair. You know, um, went in and then we swung at each other. I was slowly killing infantry. He was unable to really hurt me um, up until the point where I then failed a counterattack on like the sixth attempt, even though he was on fours. He was like, yeah, fours, four. Force, force, force. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a one. Okay, so I break off and then you capture my poor bowed out King Tiger, which dies. Now I only have two. Good job you bought three. Um, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> and then over the course of the next couple of turns of trying to maneuver, range in things, move things around, move the Panthers up, he ambushed some six pounders, which would going to pose a problem to the flank if I got careless. Um, went in again with the other two King Tigers, um, lost one on the way in outright, but then finally managed to get the break. And then finally managed to roll up and reduce all his platoons down to one 17-pounder, um, his command team, and then his infantry had one stand left. 
out of the platoon. I was like, yeah, excellent. Um, getting ready, you know, moving up. And then that's when his reserves turned up and I got three Churchills <coughs> in my in, in the rear of my King Tiger. Oof. Just popped on the board. Bonk! Hello! I was like, okay, well, that was fun. Well, they were 11. What's the Churchill? 11 versus 8. Yeah, but you, you know it's going to happen. Mm. But, you know, so you're like, okay, he's going to hit me. going to hit me three times. I have to roll three saves. I'm going to get one fail. If I'm bailed, the infantry are close enough that they can assault and capture me. So he just had to bail me to kill me. Um, and then he missed with all three shots. Three ones. Okay. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. Might still be in this game then. Um, by which point the Panthers had moved around, moved up to support, um, which were looking slightly worse for wear because but he'd killed my HQ Panther. My Whirlwinds were down to one Whirlwind. Um, and it's a, it, was, it was one Whirlwind and my HQ in a Whirlwind next to him. Well, because he'd been bailed and, and jumped in. Because he'd, be, he'd bailed out and jumped in. Yeah. His panther had been destroyed and he'd jumped into it. Because um, I got careless. I got aggressive. Um, same as Lee. I got aggressive trying to get shots. And the 17 pounder just went, oh, you're there. You're hit on threes. You're concealed behind the tree line. Oh, I rolled a four. Yep. Oh, you rolled a one. Oh, you're dead. Oh, crap. Okay. Jump over. Um, so, yeah, my, um, so the assault in the flank is kind of pushing in. I was pinning stuff quite happily across the board with Nebs, not really doing any damage. Um, so the, the Panthers moved up, killed the three Churchills that had flanked and, and bailed. They, they, they sh- uh, no, was it killed one, bailed one. Um, and then the next turn, failed to remount on the two plus, I think it is. It's a two up or three up for a Churchill to remount. Anyway, he failed it, and then they failed them around, run away. Oh. So, his, so his Churchills turned up, did nothing, died, and then left. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, excellent. The work here is done. <laughs> the king, the king tiger, yeah, the king tiger then pushed in and killed the, finally killed the rest of the platoons that he'd um, been in the way. But at that point, I was like, oh, it's now getting to turn five. I need to get to the objective. So then, ten inch tactical, four inch follow me, and then a four inch assault into the one platoon that was between the two objectives. Thinking, well, you know, if I can at least push them back, keep the game going a couple of turns longer. <coughs> Bearing in mind at this point, it's, it's um, Cromwell's and Firefly turned up. I was just ignoring those. Mm. Um, and then in the assault, his Piet ran up, and uh, over the course of three rounds of combat, just bailed out the King Tiger. Jesus. I was like, oh, so bailed. That's auto capture. That's dead. Uh, I've got one pan. I've got two Panthers and a Whirlwind. Once he realised that, he just moved the Cromwells around and shot the crap out of the Whirlwind, and then that company break. Thanks for playing. So was that a better experience than the ki- the, the crappy Tigers? Yes, it was a better game. Definitely, it was actually a game. Um, but it, it highlighted the one side in the, the, the that list is uh, the balanced, one trick pony of the... No, I mean, yes, he got lucky with his 25-pounder shots, killing the entire platoon of assault infantry. Mm. Had the assault infantry lasted a bit longer, then the tiger... Because the idea was the, the tigers would go in one side. Or, sorry, the idea was the assault infantry would go in against the anti-tank guns, try to kill a couple, break off, pin them down. Pin down, pin down the infantry, and then the tigers would go in the other side. Would reduce mm-hmm. defensive fire shots, um, but it just never really happened. But it was that was a, a super fun game for turn one. But I've still yet to beat Mister Everest. <laughs> so you need to take infantry. You need to counter the infantry with infantry. I just I'm now thinking back, going how many swingy dice rolls he's managed to get in our games because in in the mid war game he had the Cerventes uh, that walked up and just bailed all my um, Shermans to then only get assaulted by infantry and killed in that fluke round of shooting so there's about four different games i can think of at the top of my head where he's just kind of gone oh yeah we'll just do this oh look i've hit you all oh look you fluffed your dice oh look i've pushed the odds over the line maybe you need to grow a magnificent mustache that uh, that is the power of the tash <laughs> that's exactly what it is it is november coming know. up i'm just saying yeah you know, i'm going to shave my beard i lose my chin you lose your chin why it just disappears 
today. Would you it's cut it off? off. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a real close shave. Um, yeah. So that was my game one. Um, oh God. And then Lee, you had your game two. Well, my, yeah, my game one was everyone else's. Was why everyone's doing their game two. So I, was, I played Mike after you played him. Um, with, I was using, using the same list. So yeah, used against um, you the week, week before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so we're attack stance that time. And we play, we were playing Bridgehead, so he was defending in the Bridgehead. I put all my Panthers on one flank. I put the King Tigers for um, Volks Grenadiers, the Pumas, and for um, Mobile Wagons on the other flank, using the Pumas to try and bypass his uh, mines, basically. by Move right up to the mines, so the eight-inch zone got the King Tigers the other side of the mines, basically. Oh, cunning. Hey, the old jump the minefield trick. Yep, yep. just put a bit of throttle on it. Yeah, get a bit rare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, I, I was trying. The Panthers were really there to distract him. The King Tiger was always going to be the main thrust because all protecting because he had two opportunities infantry mm-hmm. and the twenty five pounders on that objective or around that objective. And obviously, I, I wasn't too right. the infantry had had um, Piats, but I wasn't too right about them. And nor was I too right about twenty five pounders when it came. You know, there was a risk you know, if I you know, if you went fishing for ones, but I feel I could take it. Yeah. Um, so the Panthers moved up on the on the right flank. In his turn, he revealed his 17-pounders for ambush and um, was M10s in ambush and it opened up on the Panthers. I think both platoons of Panthers lost a tank. That's not but too, too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not, that's not terrible from an ambush either. For long, long, long range, yeah, that kind of thing. And the King Tigers moved to a flank. I then found out that I'd um, basically left the mob- one of the mobile wagons in a precarious position, so... There's a gap between two buildings. A 25-pounder basically sniped off the mobile wagon. Oh, no. But it was a mobile wagon. It was basically in the mid in the middle of the formation. So now the other two mobile wagons are now out of formation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah out of And then, of course, the first first chance they get, they run away because they're reluctant. Yeah. That's, I've had that happen to me before, and it's so dispiriting when you realise that it's the middle <laughs> one that's holding everything together, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, pants. Yeah. yeah. But um, over, so over the course of the next few turns, the... the I know I had three turns until his reserves would start arriving. Was it immediate reserves? I thought it was immediate reserves. What was the scenario? Uh, it was Bridgehead. Oh, I'm not sure on that one. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it was deep immediate reserves because I think the second turn, his Cromwells arrived from reserve and started shooting into the back of my Panthers. Thankfully, largely fluffed the shots, if I remember rightly. So um, I lost a Panther, I think. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, both both platoons were still just about in the in the game, as it were. Yeah, because I think that's right. Because yeah. It, in, in his first turn, he got his he got the um he got the Panthers and the seventeen pounders came from ambush. So a concentrated fire basically took out took out two Panthers and bailed two Panthers. Jeez, that's still pretty. So nasty. I managed to thankfully get all the pam. I managed to get the Panthers back in thankfully. What are they ran? Um, what are they remounting on? Is it a four? Five. Do they not get? Oh, because they but they don't have protected ammo. I don't think so. No, I think oh I think they, they get the four plus um. Last stand, which saved my buck, and thankfully my CO was near enough that both platoons could re-roll their um, morales. So, between <laughs> that, I managed to get most of Panthers going again. And we turned around and um, basically took out the Firefly and one of the Cromwells, which then gave him another turn to try and do something. I mean, again, miss. Um, I think he might build another tank, and I took those out. But by this time, I pulled those platoons back back out of the way because they were just getting too beat up. I couldn't afford to lose them, otherwise I'd be up the That's game. the downside of the Panther list. Yeah. What, In the meantime, that? the King... He's just so fragile. Yeah. Do you think? The okay. King Tiger, yeah. The King Tiger's on the other flank. The Churchills arrive and shot them in the rear, a bit like your game, along with their um, <laughs> universal carrier. Universal carrier of Oh, no. 
And oh no, not the apex predator. The apex predator, because the church is all missed, and the apex predator bailed one of the king tigers. <laughs> I I just want to take a an army of just universal carriers with piets in every single one, and just see what happens. I'd say British rifle, British rifle company, and have yeah. you know, take out your maximum allocation of the carriers, plus the universal carry platoon you can have is, as um, in, in the actual force support. Jeez, just go full piets. Yeah, bring up the piet. Sorry, um, thankfully, here with ten of his mates. Thankfully, the guy got back in, but um, so I turned. I turned. I had to sort of spin around at that point and, and deal with the Churchills. I think I managed to kill most of them in one go. In the meantime, my infantry are moving up. I don't. What, I still realise why am I moving these guys up? I'm reluctant. I'm hit on freeze. This assault is never going to work. Yeah, no. So I didn't. I didn't assault. I just stopped. I figure it's better to get shot once and get shot twice. Are you just driving panthers at the enemy again, Lee? Oh, no, driving infantry. The panthers weren't. The panthers weren't driving the enemy. The panthers were just looking scary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the infantry then. My infantry then got pretty much wiped out by his next round of fire. Yeah, I do it. Yep. Uh, right, so when the King Tigers keep going, and they're, and they're slowly getting on the objective. By this time, I've killed two 25-pounders. Um, I've, I've forced the infantry back off the objective twice now by moving into them. I, I'm not ever hitting them. I go in, I'm hitting them on fours because obviously they're um, trained. Yep. I'm mm. never killing any infantry. I'm just always beating him on the counterattacks. I was just swinging and he, making he cr- him pull back. Yeah, he just, he, yeah, he just cracks before I do. I'm, That's all you need to do. Yeah, but each time he would regroup and push back towards me. Hmm. Um Eventually, I then lose one of the um, King Tigers to a Piet shot, and then the other one gets smoked out, and it gets killed by another Piet in the assault, and that's oh game God. over. But um, I think if I'd been actually hitting some of these guys rather than just always doing the camp, pushing them back, I probably would have done a lot better in the assault to push the objective. Yeah, he didn't really have an answer for me once the Churchills died. And there was that couple of the couple of bits where we were sitting there in our game when we assaulted with the King Tigers, and it's like, and he's dead. And he's dead, and he's dead. Like just one standard turn. If you get those four pluses in a row, yeah, you like just whittling. Yeah, you're just whittling him away. And eventually, it's like it doesn't matter if you're gonna pass your morale. There won't be anyone left to test. Um, the biggest thing that got us, or got me rather, was the fact that when there's multiple teams in assault, I think we said this before last episode. The defender chooses who gets hit. Yeah, so you can't just munch the peer straight away, which would have been no. Lovely. It's very deliberate in, in that. Yeah. But the Piet's the only guy who actually who's, who's left and it can hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a good game. I think. Oh no, I felt like I'd learnt my lessons from the first two games versus you, and was it was largely going mm. how I how I was expecting. Okay. Um, he got lucky with his reserves and then arriving in the right place to do what he needed to do both times. I think it's the barn. It's home territory. Home territory. Home territory. What we need to do is take Everest out of the barn and get him to play somewhere else. It's like playing Seattle at home. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or New Orleans. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it it really came down to the wire. I feel like just for a few better rolls, I probably could have got that objective off him. Yeah, pretty hey, close. That's, that's, good. that's good. That is, yeah, it's, that's that's not bad. But the more I do this, the more I do think I'm wondering if, like, say, the Brigade Panthers is a canard. It's it's not the answer it looks to be. I, I think a platoon of them is. I think having three of them and as a support platoon yeah. is excellent. Because how many choices can you get? You can have three. I'm sitting against three panthers and the and the mobile wagons yeah. or the uh, verbal winds, and that's it in the formation. So you can so have three three platoons. You have three nine platoons plus, plus two in the HQ. Yeah, you can have eleven yeah. total. Look, I was thinking at one point of dropping the king tiger and maximising the formation. That's exactly where my mind was just. Going. But, I, but I think the problem is you, I kind of need those king tigers to 
I, I think you really bullied by the seventeen pounders, like. Yeah, and and infantry because you had nothing else to dig out infantry. Yeah, exactly that. I think you should look at Hungarian Panthers. They're they're hit on fours. They're not as they're not the eighty whatever it is. They're not um sorry not eighty. That's not what I mean. They're not armor ten, but they're cheaper. They armor nine. Yeah. And they hit on yeah. fours. Veteran sees your armor, and then you've got a save against well, almost everything. They've also got um, the third platoon can be Stugs, Ooh. so you can save some points on that. So you don't have to have. So you can have seven Panthers and then three Stugs in the formation. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels a bit more, a bit safer. Um, yeah. And then the you can still take the King Tigers as a support. Yeah. Because you can take the t- yeah, two or whatever however you want to take as a. A support platoon, an allied support platoon. So I, I, I have to admit, I was looking a little bit at that because I think because mm, the, the Hungarian infantry is pretty cheap as well. I know you haven't got. It's probably not for you because it's changing completely, changing tracks. But it just feels a bit like Brigade Panthers still suffer from the same things that normal Panthers suffer from. Because yeah. yes, you're not being hit. You're being hit more, but your armor's a bit better. But the the sum total is kind of a wash. Or it feels like a wash. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think two of them was it three twenty points. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking that that plus another unit is potentially a very good reserve. Yeah, it's like say in 100 points, I have two platoons as my reserve. Yeah, two, they're both great points. That still leaves my King Tigers, my HQ, and my um, Fox 88s more than enough to stop most tanks until those guys arrive from reserve. Yeah, the it's interesting. Yeah. The 110 point limit. You don't think about it. You think, oh, I get more toys, but you, it does change the dynamic of that reserve. 40 points or 40, you oh, go yeah. to 44. Because I found that with, I was like, oh, I'll take five IS 85s and that's 40 points. There's my reserve. And you're like, oh, no, it's not. It's not my reserve. I'm, four, I'm sure. So, so the 110 points was Ian's idea, Ian Brooke uh, from Warfare Reading. Um, he got the, uh, he asked me about, you know, he wanted to promote taking big, big, you know, big tanks. So that's why I was like, well, if you've limited it to one formation, then to get a sturdy formation, you're going to max out, you know, it, make, it would help the big tanks, in my opinion, because then you could max out the formation and be, in theory, stronger than most other stuff um, if you wanted to play tanks. And that's upset both Lee. Duncan's now upset because Lee's upset, I think. Hey, I'm not upset. I'm never taking well, big tanks anyway. I don't give them monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now all the uh, the Bunshot boys, so the rest of the ETC team and Mark Goddard, are now upset at me for suggesting it as well. Well, I... I... I, I, I was but, more... but Mark, hmm, Mark's sorry. upset because he's just painted a, a battle-weary winter rifle company and an M18 company and wanted to play with both of them. Well, unlucky. And now he's like, yeah. well, there was an element of just, well, the rules came out when they came out, <laughs> which I think was before you started painting those toys. <laughs> but, you, but you can also take... You take a, can you take two platoons in the reserve? One veteran, one not? No, but, but um, lesson from the front... The, the new that. lessons from the front has yeah. changed that, yeah. So he's only going to take one um, platoon. Okay, but you could take M18s and then you could take M36 or M10s. Yeah, no, he can, yeah, exactly. That's what he's going to end up doing. Um, yeah. And that's and that's fine because it's just a case of... Um, yeah, well, it, 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 Ian threw me under the bus and said, oh, Fez convinced me. And I just replied saying, well, all this discussion it's caused just proves that it's working because it is shaping up the meta. Well, Just those two I, little changes. I just think the points would have changed stuff. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure about the one... Pl- one company, and I'm not sure about the. Was it the five with the scouts? I don't know if that five matters. Platoons, five platoons with scouts was just to stop, stop the swarm of armored cars. So you can still have five platoons worth of armored cars, which is quite a lot. 
No, you just take Chaffees um, or I... you take Stewarts and take loads of them. Yeah, you can, but then it's all just the one formation. Mm. And what it what it stops is doing a, a swarm of tanks with a formation of infantry in support. You know, was that a concern then? Um, yeah, because it's a lot. The the two formation things, in my opinion, is quite brutal because it means that you get the double you get the double reroll, which is huge. Because you, uh... you know. Yeah, but only for well, yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah, you up. do. You do. You get two, two, two HQ platoons that can sit, sit or move with them the, with the rest of the units that are supposed to. You don't have to choose. Oh, is it going to sit back and try to support my defense, or is it going to attack? Go, we're doing both, and then yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Hey, I, um, I don't think I don't think it will promote different. big tanks because, like you say, it's going to promote. Yeah, infantry can max out all their support choices, but then hey, at least we might see some machine guns and mortars getting on the board. You, you see them anyway. I don't understand that. Well, I, I, the, I, I, the I, other weapon teams. I can't understand why people aren't taking them. My God, I didn't know that was a thing. I, was t- I think mortars are always mortars. Yeah, machine are. guns are a bit more there. Yeah, but I, I really want to do this on some occasion because I've been looking at the Soviet one. I can take nine stands of HMGs in one platoon. I want to ambush something with that. Like an infantry platoon. <laughs> and just cackle wildly as I throw like 54 dice at it and go, it'd be like a Vietnam War film at that point. <laughs> Not that I've given that much oh. consideration, but I have for six points. I was like, yeah, which was that? Yes. Mm. <laughs> take, take your um, assault three or hit on threes. Yeah, assault rifles. Yeah, yeah, take them. They're <laughs> super. Yeah. <laughs> so Eddie, have you been, uh, any other games? We took your second game at the barn. Um, second game at the barn was against uh, Red Fifers, who like obviously he's only played amongst his own friends, and then he came up against my ETC Cheese British list. Oh, Eddie. Well. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, I know obviously he's not my first, <laughs> game. My first game against, um, what's his name? I've forgotten. Stuart. Stuart? Stuart, yeah. It's Stuart, yeah. Too many Stuarts. That's what, I, that was the joke I said. You've got too many Stuarts, you've got to leave, change your name. Um, <laughs> and uh, he had his Germans, which was a mix of Panzer Grenadiers and Panzer Four Company. Um, and we ended up playing um, whatever the meeting engagement, two objectives of each. With reserves, whatever that one is, I can't remember the top of the name. name that, at the one. Moment. that one, the one where the reserves come on scattered reserves, um, but with two objectives in the board edge, not you know, normal, normal width ways playing with a 12 inch deployment zone, automatic deployment. I could see that I could see the mission deployment board, I can't remember the name of the mission. Um, anyway, started playing that, and uh, it was, um, st- you know, first couple of turns, he made a couple of mistakes. I was like, well, do you want to do that? And he was adamant that he wanted to learn from his mistakes the hard way. Good. Um, oh, so well I done. That. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. You know. No take backsies. Um, uh, and that's okay. And that's that's fine. I, I at least offered. Um, and then he ended up with 17 pounders obliterating Stugs. Um, well, quite, yeah. quite a funny long range draw between his pack 40s and my six pounders. Um, I was picking one or two off a turn. Um, he got way too aggressive with his Panzer four HQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and pushed up onto the objective, and I think it's—I think it's just not having seen how manoeuvrable M10s are. And I got very lucky with the blitzes. So I had M10s in the center of the board that were, you know, taking off um, his wesps. We screaming. They had to stop. take it off as well. Take it off. Like that. Take it. Take it off. Like really take aggressively. No. Um, 
like trying to ruin someone's hobby. Uh, Cox is gonna be really upset with you if you don't. If you don't. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to ruin someone's hobby and like you know. Make and then I'm blitzing, bl- blitzing the M10s in four inches, tactical moving them ten, and then hitting with three other four shots at range. Oh, you inches. son of a. Um, really? Yeah, it was just. It was <laughs> really. Yeah. And they've been. And they've been like. They've been like right. Welcome to the barn. Did you also run up and kick him in the nuts at the same time, just to really make <laughs> two, sure that two hobbyists enter, one hobbyist oh, leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Did you give him the Conan speech? The what is best in life? What is best in life? <laughs> Crush the ETC. See them exactly. scattered before you. Lamentation <laughs> of the women. Yeah, the lamentation mm, of affiliates. Or, your, your tears sustain me. Mm, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, Dear God. And then I, I pushed up. I pushed up uh, because he was so aggressive. He only had his mortars sat on his objective on one flank. Um, <sighs> So I'd pushed up a platoon of Daimlers to go, you know, have a little look. And um, by that point, I was, you know, able to give him some of the options because he hadn't used, he said he never used the um, mission, the the extra, the special moves. So I don't think they play with them in their, their oh, games like the group. Blitz and, used stuff. blitz and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, well, you can try to blitz these guys, you know, blitz them out with the Panzerfausts. Mm-hmm. You know, that does multiple things. It means you can get some shots or you can move them, shoot and assault. And if you, Look at where I'm the you know where I've moved them. If you move your models a little bit further up, you know you can actually limit my defensive fire because I'm in like a line of column around a building. I couldn't quite get. I, they didn't want to follow me that platoon, so they were kind of strung out. It's like well, if you move two stands out, you get your two, your Panzerfaust two shots, and then you get a chance to assault against just the machine gun defense. You know, and you have got to look at where the objective is and what's going to happen once I get there. And, and unfortunately, the dice didn't really you know play out to help him achieve that. So the platoon, you know, drove off. But I mean, you know, it's, it's about and, and talking through the thought process of how I would think, you know, to keep the game alive. Um, and he did move things back, and I sorted his mortars off with the ultimate assault vehicle that is the um, Daimler and Dingo combination. Oh my god! Well, he had his mortars with nothing else around, so it's just like drive two forward, I assault in, and you run away. Is that it's, is that know, definitely the, the list you're taking the warfare now? Then you're. you're cheesy um no that's my british that's the allied list whether or not but that would be the secondary list to avoid blue on blue so i want to take my i want to take the king tigers um although ironically having changed jobs from a job that travels to one that's office base i now may be in canada the uh the week before warfare (laughs) yeah and i'm now looking at the return flights going oh i get in Possibly get into London at eight o'clock on Saturday morning of warfare. That's fine. Heathrow, because Heathrow of Farnborough is not that far. Heath is half an hour, so I can't remember what time the first game is. Ten, um, isn't it? Yeah, so I might be able to make it, but I would have just flown from Canada, having spent a week of quite intensive work. Oh, so, so that's like you need it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, what well, better way to relax than going straight into a hardcore tournament and throwing king tigers at people? Um, can you sleep? Can you sleep on a plane? see that's the thing i can and of all things it's like oh you know we can fly premium economy we've got that cleared in the budget i was like wicked that's gonna be amazing and then the one flight that i want the premium economy the economy seats 140 pounds the premium economy seats 980 yeah and but trust me you'll, you'll sleep better in those seats than you would in the economy no seat. i know i so would you still, you still get the benefit but then it means i'm probably gonna be eating peanuts for the rest of the week <laughs> for, for actual food to keep that's it right. under budget it's... So it's whether or not I trade that off. I'm, I'm still I'm ignoring, but I'll, okay. we'll see. We'll see. You know, it, it could all. Go, it also depends what time the thing finishes on the Friday. Um, if it finishes early enough, then I can get that flight and get back earlier. Otherwise, I'm stuck 
in an evening flight, and I might only be able to do the Sunday. But the aim, the aim was always run Germans um, to run my King Tigers as the primary list, and if they only have um, an Axis list, so then swap to my ETC Cheese list. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, in the game, got my Dame of the Dingoes up there. He had some reserves turn up, blew away some of the um, half the platoon, so only had two Dingoes, which managed to, you know. Uh, cross here into the wood and sat there in the wood within four um, and then he had some Panzer fours and some Panthers sat on the objective um, but then as he got you know as he got aggressive and moved forwards I had a particularly good round of shooting and bailed killed and bailed everyone that was in four because he had three teams that were there just mowed them um, down just yeah well we hadn't realised then we started going to the movement phase and I was like oh wait a minute who's moving four? Oh, I've, I've won because I started moving four and ended within four um, oh look, I've won. I don't know how that happened. Oh, what a shame! Yeah, good game. Well, it wasn't. I, I didn't win through a, mini, a, a way that I was looking to actively win through. It was just a case of, oh, okay, yeah. You, you, well, at least didn't drive off the objective and things. So. No, no, exactly. It was in the process of looking if he was about to. We realised he wasn't actually within four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've I was done about that to advise. Well, I, I, was, I was about to advise him not to drive off the objective when I realised he wasn't on it, and then realised that oh, I have actually won. Um, <laughs> and then. Well, but that's all right because we was getting to eleven o'clock at that point, and it was a bit late for a for a barn game. I've definitely done that with the um. Oh, you go to count up at the start of the turn. Right, what's left in formation? I've got that. Oh, I've got that. That's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What? That one's going. We go. Wait, what is in my formation? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the moment of like the little bobbing of uh, Adam's apple of going. Oh, go. Uh, yeah. Your support. Yeah. Your support. It's, your it's support. It's when you is when you, you realise that it's just that one verbal win that's now sat in the open, and you're like, mm. "Don't ask me, and please don't realise." <laughs> I've got a lot of weight on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then your parents like, so "What is your formation?" Uh, uh. Definitely not this guy. <laughs> no. So um, yeah, great barn games, and uh, even more on Friday, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So, East yeah. front. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm playing Martin at Crawley. Um, but we're also doing uh, mid-war Eastern Front. East Front. Yeah. So there's going to be a whole lot of East Front. Which is, I'm super glad yeah. that I've got my half-painted uh, warfare list when we did the Tony Tiger competition sat in a box that I found. <laughs> it's a little bit compact. Yeah, in, in the sense of it's, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Because it's up-armoured um, up Panzer three, up-armoured Panzer three platoon, three Panzer fours with a bombardment, some Panzer twos and a Tiger. So when you say compact, I thought you meant you'd actually had an accident with it and like crushed it. No, no, it literally is one tray yeah. of a small case. Oh, I know, because I had my list was bigger than yours because it was just all um, standard short pans of threes. Yeah, you you went for the short. I went for the up armored because I thought yeah, I went for holes. Because I went to Bovingdon and they have the up armored pans of three in desert colors without the extra armor on. They've just got the framework. And I was kind of like, that's kind of cool. Hmm. And then I, yeah. <sighs> we shall see. So, um, are you playing any games, Duncan? Uh, no. Oh. no, no, no. Although Team Yankees taking off at Crawley, so um, oh, awesome. that. wow, yeah. Um, we've got quite a lot of stuff apparently now. Um, so we'll be playing some games. Of, there will there will be games of that. Um, there so will be games. There will be games. Yeah, uh, we warriors done a, a roaring trade of Luke and I as we desperately. Uh, kick off the Cold War in terms of an arms race again. Um, <laughs> so I, I need to, I need to get those T62s built actually um, to round that oh, out. And mate. Then, yeah. Well, they're the Crawley then. Yeah, I mean, come over. 
Well, it's, it's really interesting because um, it's been poo-pooed for a long time and then um, I don't know what's kicked it off, but the, one of the guys has got like an Afghanistan list um, yeah. for the Soviets. So, yeah. so we were at the Battle of Britain air show at Duxford last weekend with my housemate and and, and Tacey and, and my family as a Christmas present from, from us. We paid for their tickets and we were, we were sitting there and they had the Czech Air Force, Czech Republic sent a hind and a hip helicopter over. Nice. Um, and Yeah, and they were doing a really cool display and um, it's funny because like the hip, uh, the hip helicopters had massive uh, works done to it, and it wasn't until they, the commentator mentioned it actually had a rear ramp, which Ooh, they've okay. yeah, really? so got, yeah, yeah, they converted them all to have a rear a rear ramp on the height. No, no, on the hip on the hip. Oh, sorry, okay, yeah, to yeah. to replace the clamshell doors. Yeah, yeah, to to bring it into the you know. I don't know, 1980s, I guess, from the 60s from which it was designed. Yesterday's technology, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm sitting there, and there's things, you've got a hind doing low-level runs and high, you know, putting its gear away, you know, lifting off, tucking its gear away, putting the nose down, flying away, and a hip coming in behind it. I did a really big sigh, and uh, both my housemate Brownie and my, uh, and my wife Tate were like, are you right, Ed? I said, yeah, just realised I've got eight of them sitting in the, uh, in the garage that I want to paint up now, because that's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> That felt really cool. <laughs> I must admit, painting up my eight, I did. Uh, yes, they're an absolute pig to assemble, but I did enjoy painting them. Can I? Can you... I? Can I speak some heresy for a second? God, yeah. I did. I did think they looked really cool, but would they look cooler in six mil? No, no. They were too tiny. Too tiny, you think? Yeah. I, I, trust me, I painted the six mil. I did not enjoy any of it. No, I did a six mil uh, Arab army for Syrians. And it was one of the yeah. most boring things I think I've ever painted. Okay. I hate painting tracks. Really. I hate painting tracks. And then trying to paint tracks in six mil just made me want to skin my teeth. Tiny tracks. Tiny tracks. Um, yeah, but it's all about blobs at that point, right? You just go blob, 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 done. Do I sound like I'm someone who can do blob, 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 done? Blob, 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 blob. I was painting yellow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we were watching a daytime TV show with my American wife when Mr. Blobby comes in and uh, Darren, you know, yeah, th- Darren, you're, you're Darren, welcome. Don't Google Mr. Don't Blobby. Google no, do do Google Mr. Blobby, and then look at how big he was in the '90s, and then ask yourself: Does this sound like a sane nation whose no. product should be ruling over our Google? Should be our head Mr. Of state? Blobby, Operation Nutrient. So it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely. He, oh, he's 100 percent on the list. He's Mr. Blobby, on the Blobby, list. Blobby. Yeah, Blobby, 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 Blobby. 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 I'm going to touch you on the blobby, oh. blobby, blobby, blobby. Why? I remember dancing to his song at New Year's. Crushing he had a song oh. drunk. Yeah. He had a, he had a blobby, chart topper. He got to number one. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Duncan knows the lyrics. Yeah, because things like that, unfortunately, stick in my head. His influence was spread okay. throughout the land. I think this is where I discovered alcohol, so I must have just blocked it from my memory. Yes. However much it was, it wasn't enough. You needed more <laughs> hateful critics. Okay, anyway so him and Noel Edmonds and together as well Yankee. yes exactly um, what a mix I was gonna say Christ but then you can't, you can't say that around Noel Edmonds because he thinks he is um <laughs> God, God can't save you from this exactly um yeah team Yankee so so they yeah um one of the guys has got uh eastern uh, sorry I think we've got every army represented because I've got Dutch and Russian slash Czechs. Is there one Russian? Iranians. Don't forget Iranians. No, I've got the. I have got the Iranians. Um, No, there's there's 
some American uh, ones. One of the guys got American M60 list, which is interesting. Oh, nice. Because um, mm-hmm. there was a we had a bit of a discussion about whether the T64 should be because uh, it was felt that the T64 was underpowered versus the M60, and that's when um, Lee and I were having a conversation about um, well, the tactics are wrong there. You shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah. You're not. If you're sitting still, you're losing. Type thing. Yep. Against the M60. Totally. Um, it's actually quite T64 close, should eat the, M- the M60 every day of the week. It should. But if you if you allow it to just sit there and pink its two shots off each turn, yeah. um, you know, it can do quite a bit of damage. It's not it's not terrible. Any no, no, absolutely not. But but it, but if you but a competent T64 player should be more than happily deal with that. But yes. Well, and this is it. It's quite a learning curve as well because um, I don't play mm-hmm. an awful lot of Team Yankee and I think that, you know, there's a lot of rules that are new. That you're not in Flames of War mm-hmm. as well in, in Team Yankee, so you sit, sit and also going, it's just that yeah, what's the Langer Rangefinder that, and stuff? What's it? It's that mindset of I don't need to sit here because I can move and still and still fire as effectively. Yeah, exactly. I can just move up behind this tree line with my two up cross and blah yep. blah 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 blah. Yeah, because the amount of times I caught you, you just had your tank sitting that first turn salvo. Yeah, they didn't need to be. They could have been sat behind the tree line and yep. then move 14 inches quite happily and still fire. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. The um the other thing that happened that was quite funny apparently is that um the 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 Afghansty player um doesn't um take any anti air apart from shilkers. So I'm I'm trying to educate them on the the, the love of <laughs> you need some Sams. So apparently playing the Russian player, they Why had a standoff. Why wouldn't you take the Mampads at the very least? I don't know. They had a they had a Mexican standoff though with uh, cobras and hinds sat nine inches away from each other, not <laughs> not moving, uh, like daring each other to move because they were just outside on, of the cannon range. Yeah. <laughs> See, to my mind, every Afghanistan, you know, every Afghanistan company is mandatory to have the extra the, the improved RPG and a man pad. Yeah. Don't leave home at any of that. No, no, no. So yeah, he's got four shilkers, and I was just like, that's not enough anti air. <laughs> that's just yeah um, not for a soviet at least as well because it's so cheap you can take some gaskins um for like two points just or even a point if you only want two of them just take some of them nice but yeah it's quite funny so we'll, we'll see how that goes but I, I was quite pleased with that um also i was just gonna say um that australian company i don't know if you've seen them they've started making plastic rotors yes mm-hmm. they, they, they were out of stock last time i looked and that's how no, i escaped back in to order them back in stock eddie just saying because um, Luke and I have actually bought as well. They do, um, you know, we're talking about large areas of like concrete for bases for buildings yeah. and that. Kind of, they also do that. So we've ordered some of those to see what they look like. They they look like they're printed on MDF. Ooh. So it's a concrete pattern on an MDF base. Um, again, it's yes. for, yeah, just to create not car parks, but like the kind of hardcore areas around, um, you know, like industrial estates <clears> or built up areas or that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Modern surfacing. I tell you what, seeing yeah. Mike's factory on that base, it just it just makes it pop yep. on the table to just sitting on a random field. Frontline terrain. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Frontline terrain have become my favourite terrain supply. I mean, and that Bailey Bridge they've just released. Oh my gosh. I mean, at this point, Mike's basically got a direct debit set up because whenever they release <laughs> yeah. something, he orders it. He's he's one of their business partners, but he's yeah. bought into the company. He just doesn't know it yet. I, ha, sorry, I, how many kilometers of Bailey Bridge do you buy, Mike? <laughs> the, the other thing I was quite interested. in... I love the in way he indignantly said. We, we asked him which we asked him which of the Bailey Bridges he'd bought, and he goes, "Well, the, all of it, obviously." Yeah. Indi- quite indignant that we'd even bother to ask the question. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you impugn that I haven't bought everything they have? <laughs> 
Oh, oh, no, I was just no, going to say the on the um, I, I am looking. The other thing I quite like the look of. There was a twenty-eight mil game I saw, and it had all like the gardens and stuff laid out in the back of houses, mm-hmm. um, and sort yeah. of pathways next door to the roads and things. And it that looked really good because you you know again you don't have a road or generally you don't have a road and then have nothing next door to it. You usually yeah. have a path and then you know, and that was quite interesting to see that done. I don't know if anyone makes them, but having oh, what, fifteen like mil, you mean for Team Yankee? Yeah, yeah, just or just even for Flames of War, even just having back gardens and pathways, and again stuff that makes it look a little bit more um, mm. like a like a, a, a lived in, well, just like an urban environment, I guess, rather than it being because the trouble is, every, if everything looks rurally, like even a village would have you know paths, wouldn't you, and sort of small yeah. areas where you cleared it off, or you know it wasn't absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's quite hard to make something look. I know we're not super realistic it's not like it's a scale model discussion but um i think that kind of stuff really adds something to it yeah it's, it's always that compromise between so it looks good you know so but you can still play a war game on it yeah you can't have like a like a like a train like a train setup because you think it's just getting away and you can't model. move it around you get some of those every now and then you see the when the new housing estate gets built they sell off the model sometimes it is one to a hundred scale you're like that looks incredible and then you look at it and go actually no this is all true scale one to a hundred so a flames of war base would fit absolutely nowhere on that board because it is a entire housing estate complete with all the garden plots (laughs) this will not work yeah so um right talking talking about back gardens and things (laughs) you know jump from Building to building an urban conflict. Yeah, but but it's a segue here. But you have to bear, you have to you have to, you have to say, wait for it. Is basically. it going to arrive in a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're hiding hiding in the in the roof roof of a uh, d- d- Dutch um, house, Dutch, yeah. Dutch house with a, a leopard one outside that's painted up as a German tiger. <laughs> uh, yeah. So loose lip loose lip sink ship special. Loose lips oh, yeah. sink ships. Is it loose? So coming to you second hand because we didn't get the preview. Not that I'm bitter at all. No, no, we we're we're the one the, only the biggest podcast in, in, in his hobby, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're internet famous, everyone. Don't you know? We've we've got more episodes than what would Patton do? Dear Pete, if that is indeed dear, your real name. Dear Pete, son of a. Uh, <laughs> That's probably why we haven't got one. Yeah, it's just you. Probably says that. Probably why. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I think I'm narrowly. That's down. right. Well, the first bit of breaking news is I can, you know, everything we say here, we can have a vote for our patrons to say what 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 have we previously said on a podcast that you want us to say to Pete's face at the UK Open Day next year, yep. <laughs> and then we can have a vote. And the most, if you can find this, if you can edit out the sound clip of me saying something about Battlefront, and if he gets the most votes, I'll say it to Pete's face in the bar. And then we can see as I get kicked out and ejected from all Flames of War events forever yeah. and become very sad. Because, uh, yeah, first of all, Loose Leap Sink Ships. Yes, we were, we were trying to segue into British Bulge, which does have um, Frost Perimeter Force back in it. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I got distracted by the fact that there is a UK Games Day, UK Battlefront Open Day next year. They have confirmed. In not, I assume. In not probably not Nottingham. Yeah, that's mm. only because Matt Sully doesn't like to drive far. He's driven, uh, driven to. Uh, he, he made it to the ETC, and mm-hmm. he'll make it to Salute probably. That'll be about as much driving as he wants to do. So there you go. Well, you know, it's their game. It's their, it's their ball. They're Kevin Keegan. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be that working so, um, working man's Masonic Lodge again? Do you think? I I 
if it's available, it was a great venue. I enjoyed it. Did you have to do a funny um, handshake? You, you didn't make it last time, did you, Dunk? Nope. No, it was, it was me and Lee. Lee and I. And Martin. I think Martin went, didn't he? Um, uh, yeah, Martin was here. Was yeah. he? And Goddard yeah. was there, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. I think we should make a weekend of it this time and do a live podcast. From? Maybe. I don't know. From the from car park? the car park. Yeah, okay. From the burger van. We're here at <laughs> Leroy's burger van. No, um, the bar the bar served food and the food was not bad. At least it was cheap. The beer was definitely cheap. Because I remember being like, man, if I wasn't driving, I would be under the table by now. But anyway, um, yeah, UK Open Day. But that's off the back off of an inadvertent side plug, modelling for advantage. I mean, I'm surprised if anyone hasn't heard of this or seen it on the Facebook group because people have been posting screenshots from their video the entire day. <laughs> so, much, so much so that I've just seen someone post like, is anyone not going to post the screenshots from the... From the- <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Phil Yates, uh, Chris Townley, Townley? Yeah. Yes. I know he listens to the podcast, so hi, Chris. Sorry, I forgot your surname. And, Andy Townsend. Uh, Andy Townsend. Normally has to be a patron and get that kind of treatment, so he should yeah. count himself lucky, really. Well, exactly. yeah, I mean, you know. I'm only trying to weasel way, our way in so we can get a real exclusive interview on something. I'm not, I'm not sure getting <laughs> um, his name wrong is the weaseling you need to be doing, Eddie. But, um, no, it's endearing, I've been told. It, it, oh, okay. People pay good money to get people pay good money for me to get their name wrong and then I give it away for free. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we've got five patrons now. What happened? Um and uh Pete, they did so they did an interview with Modding for Advantage YouTube channel, only because I can assume they like YouTube more than the much more illustrious uh audio medium i imagine um i think it's just it's one of those things youtube's probably a little bit more accessible as well to an extent i know i know and at some point we should probably make some video content and go down that line well and it's where the utes hang out isn't it all the utes are on yeah but then i have to wear clothes and i can't do this nude that's right because lee and i just still have eyes because of that frankly (laughs) (laughs) is that for the only fans yeah, um, it's, it's it's for no one. That's that's absolutely that content is for absolutely no one. <laughs> Not safe anyone. No. <laughs> so, um, Molly for advantage. Have a discussion with the head of New Zealand Battlefront team, um, where they go through the upcoming British Bulge book. In some detail as well. Or at least it, in some detail, or at least an edited version. They don't go through everything. I don't believe. No, only just highlights. Highlights, because they, they there is a formation of the British uh, glider pilot regiment. That's a formation they didn't get covered. So yeah, bits get, and... they show they show their um the force diagram at one point in the and yeah that's on uh, that's on there. It's, yeah, um, that's, that's on, on there, there, but, but they didn't go about, through it. Okay. Yes, yeah. right, it's it's going to be like it's going to be surely like the D Day one, right? Or... It's got some similarities um yeah because obviously so we see we see the force diagram chart and there's a whole bunch of tank formations as you'd imagine yeah comets um hussars which basically be the 15th 19th hussars with cromwells and challengers um black bull motor company which obviously 11th armored um well motor company will be um 8th rifle brigade that was 11th armored's rifle brigade um we've got a cromwell armor squadron and then it's a bit hard to tell. It's a Sherman armor squadron of some sort. I think I can't read what it says in the first bit. It's something Sherman armor squadron, and then Ram armor squadron. What? Yeah. So the, the Ram is a Canadian tank, basically based 
off the M3 Grant in its chassis, but with a little machine gun turret like a Crusader, and then the main turret was a six-pounder armed tank. Mostly, used, <laughs> it mostly gets used for training ahead of D-Day. Because yeah, I don't think a six-pounder is doing much as a main battle <laughs> tank armament. Well, we obviously church the grammar, but yeah, it's so. And then most of them get converted into. Um, it gets used as a chassis for sextons. When inside, it's not actually good enough to keep going with. The ones that have been made get the turrets taken off and get used as APCs, a ram kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Of which there's a infantry formation with ram yep. kangaroo transport. Which we get onto. And then the other, other ones get used as OP tanks. I mean, we'll get onto the set, but this, the new sexton kit basically builds a sexton, which is cool. That's what we expected. And there's a bonus. It builds a ram. Yeah. I've had a ram kangaroo with a ram gun tank. I, I do appreciate that. The idea that they. They, they didn't have to do that. No. They've obviously squeezed yeah. it on the sprue design, like the sprue itself, and gone. Well, there's still space. We can we can do this. And... <laughs> Put the turret on. Literally, yeah. no one's asking for this, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Battlefront. And that's as far as them. what if things go, it's like it's taking up pretty much no one's time. It's space on the sprue. I'll, I'll, I'll allow this, and I won't complain well, it's, about it's it. It's quite cool. It's on the sixth one as well because if it is used as OP tanks, then you you mm-hmm. can have your OP Sherman instead as a OP. Ram and then yeah. build the rest. Of oh, yeah, the annoyingly, boxes, the actual yeah, the page is cut off, so I can see there's the Universal Carrier, Auster, and Sherman OP. I can't see there's a Ram OP option, but if not, just count as a Sherman OP. Yeah, exactly. There's no main gun, so it doesn't really make much difference. There's a, um, there's a Universal Carrier OP. Yeah, it was, it was indeed day. No one ever took it because the same points as a Sherman OP. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> Sorry, Apart yeah. Mike yeah. Bloody Everest. Yeah. So you ain't got a guards, um, Churchill Armour Squadron, yep. um, Kangaroo Rifle Company, as we said, which would be like, say, the, the infantry in Kangaroo APCs. Um, there's then two airborne formations, Frost Parachute Company. So we're obviously doing market garden here because obviously Frost was defending Iron Bridge. Bring up the Piat! <laughs> and the Glider Pilot Squadron, which are basically the guys who flew the gliders in. Then, unlike American glider troops, who then try and make their way back to the lines, the British ones were assigned as infantry, expected to man guns and defend for stuff they brought and in. Actually, basically. do some war type things. Yeah. So I got a platoon of Glider Pilot Squadron from when they when they were in the bowls, um, the old Market Garden book. What? Right. But I never actually got around doing. They're, they're sitting around Prime somewhere, waiting for me to paint them. So I might have to add yeah, them yeah. to the list at some point. Add them to the terrace. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, so, so looking forward to those formations that come out. And then there's some screen grabs of um, Plastic Archer. So the Archer being the Valentine tank with a 17 pounder. Facing Back, backwards. It's the backwards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, because of the weight distribution. Again, was expecting this as a plastic kit. So I'm curious if what they've done is take the, val- the Valentine plastic kit and a bit like with the M10s and their other tanks where they have that extra sprue. Extra sprue. Yeah. I. I just... believe they address this in the actual video, and they say they haven't done that. Okay, so it's a believe, brand new plastic kit. I believe, if I remember correctly, they have done a brand new plastic kit, so taken the chance to improve the Valentine a little bit. I think. Okay. Does it also make the That's Valentine cool. then the kit? No, I don't believe it does. Oh. I, I believe they've gone. We're making the Archer, and to do the Archer of Justice, we can't rather than just have an upgrade sprue. There's a couple of other subtle differences, if I'm correct. I, this could be. I, I don't know about the Archer. No, yeah, it, might, exactly. it might very well be. Yeah, I was skipping through looking for bits and pieces, and I kind of got half a conversation. Them saying, from what I gather, it's not just the um, a, a rehash of the Valentine kit. I believe it's mm-hmm. a standalone sprue. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm curious uh, to see what. The stats are on it because um, it's obviously going to be very, a low armor and probably a slow firing gun because obviously the driver has to get out of the way of the breach to capitate him. 
got a crap um, as well, hasn't it? Surely, surely. I imagine so. But it takes the same slot as the towed 17-pounder because the Brits are weird in that on the force diagram, we've got two boxes for the M10s. Yeah. And then two boxes for um, the tow 17-pounder, oh which now God. that box can also be the um, archer. So you can potentially have up to four platoons of um, 17-pounder. 17-pounder tank destroyers, plus eight, you know, the challenger from force support or something. <laughs> plus 17-pounder fire. That's Talking of Challenger. Mm, challenger. Yep, so there's a plastic Challenger kit. It's a stretch limousine of Cromwell's. Oh, yep. Lord Binface, yeah. It's massive. Big, big, tall turret, but still shorter than a Firefly. <laughs> um, we've got plastic Chaffees. Now, Chaffees is an interesting one because it was used by the British. Um, Seventh Armoured used it, but only, as far as I'm aware, as a HQ tank for a troop, not as it's a whole platoon of them. Well, Phil Yates was saying something about it being more prevalent than he originally believed. That's fair enough. If they got more, you know, if they got, I didn't really know about it until they released it in version three and I started looking into it. So, yeah, I think that's the same thing. He, he, he had the same stuff at version three. He was like, oh, they had this record here. Then he looked yeah. into it more. Um, and apparently he then found some more evidence that it is more the, the use of the Mazarecki vehicles. And basically he just started replacing the Stuarts with the Chaffee. Yeah. So the box, the, the recce box now is, um, a Chappie Recce Company, Stuart Recce Company, or there's a third one that I couldn't quite make out. Yeah, that's cool. Like I say, as far as I'm aware, only Seventh Armoured had them, though, not Eleventh Farm. Eleventh Armoured uh, has Stuarts, as far as I've ever seen in the, in the Eleventh Armoured books. Mm. So we'll get on to the second one. There'll be a reason why I bring this up. <laughs> yeah. Challenger Armoured Troop, so four challengers. That's good. Obviously, you have one per troop, generally, unless you're doing their um, hazards, in which case they have a whole troop of challengers. That's, that box has got my name all over it. Yeah, we ain't got, got like a screen grab of the, co- the Comet yeah. Armour Squadron. I've already got my Comets. I'm so I excited. Know. I need to decals on them. So it looks like there's four boxes of Comets, of which the second the second compulsory one can be Chaffees or Stuarts as well as Comets. And then there's a box which looks to have Chaffees, Stuarts and something else. Can't work out what it is. It might be, the, I don't think it's a set of Comets because I think they ever had four platoons. Yeah. And then there's a Crusader AA troop, which I'm pretty sure had long since disappeared by the time the comet appeared. But it's probably to represent something else that is AA. But yeah, like this why not? Sphinx mm-hmm. or what? Not Sphinx, Skinks or something. Isn't it? I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure just in general that that the um that squadron level AA disappeared from the. You know, there's just no need for it, but because Luftwaffe had largely disappeared. Yeah, and manpower meant they'd rather have a man in the gun tanks. Um, HQ looks to be. Two CS tanks and then two comets, or very, there's always at least two tanks in the HQ. So it's either two comets or CS tanks and comets. Are the CS tanks like a Cromwell? Comets? No, they're Crom- so the CS tanks are based on the Cromwell chassis. They, don't, they okay. never made a comet CS tank. So it's, you get two Cromwell CSs and two comets. Mm. Um, the comet itself, it, again, it's very hard to tell from the script, from the screen grab. Um, front armor seven, seven, side armor five. So you know, it's got a bit more armor than a Cromwell. Still tactical 12, I think that says. Jeez. Yeah, confident, trained, careful. Um, An anti-tank 15 on the main gun. 15. Sorry, 14 on the main gun. Oh, because it's a 17-pounder. Yeah. Yep. It's, well, it's a 77 millimeter, which is like a detuned 17-pounder. Okay. So where's the 17 the pounders all going to anti-tank 15, represent the APDS ammo appearing? The 77 is basically the same as the current 17-pounder. I thought they had, because they had to shorten the shell casing to make it fit Correct. The turret. They use the same round... 
but they use a shorter cartridge shell, basically. Yeah. It make a bit makes it a bit handier to use in the, in the turret. So for their um, ultimate muzzle velocity is somewhat diminished compared to a 17 pounder, but still far far better than a um, 76 millimeter. Yeah. There's um we got as the screen grabber Cromwell Armour Squadron again no great surprise other than you can see there's fireflies and challengers as good options in that um let's say challenger can't tell it looks to be rate of fire two and one so no no rate of fire no three rate of fire three which yeah, is as it should be frankly I yeah. know but it was fun it was rude. especially with semi indirect yeah because in version three you had semi indirect fire so you could re-roll if you were stationary you re-rolled misses over 16 inches yeah. and then you had the fastest tank in the world that sat at the back of the battlefield just lobbing shells like a machine gun <laughs> so what i'm going to be curious to see is whether the challenge armor troop is a compulsory choice and therefore can be a formation support Ooh. i suspect it will be because it was always a compulsory choice choice in the old version three version of the list so yeah that means you potentially have five platoons or 17 pounder equipped for you <laughs> well you can't because you run out of points yeah yeah. Uh, there's only a preview of Frost Parachute Company again. Hard to tell anything because the, the font's a bit zoomed out. You can't really see anything. But you got there's at least a parachute um, Royal Engineer troop in there. Yeah, there's, there's infantry pioneers, yep. six pounders, um, and parachute parachute jeeps are in there as well. By the way, parachute jeeps. Are they the SAS jeeps? Or are they the just parachute? That jeeps? is the it's the, parachute, the first parachute jeeps. Yeah, um, but the kit also makes SAS. Cause, yeah, it's just what you put on it, basically. So you've got two different crews. You've got either para, para jeeps or SAS jeeps. It's what colour you paint the berets. The well, those different models, a whole different models. They look really cool. Um, the SAS jeeps as well. Um, supposedly have a command card that allows them to arrive in the um, opponent's deployment area. Oh wow! To represent them coming back on the back, back trying to get back through the lines after doing their, you know, their mission. Because mm-hmm. um, a couple of historical references of them turning up <laughs> halfway through other battles trying to get home and just yeah. causing absolute havoc in the in the back lines of the Germans. Um mm-hmm. which is one of the rules they're bringing in, which I think well, is kind of pretty, cool and exciting. Well that's gonna be pretty nasty. Um I mean, you know I mean, they're unarmored jeeps, but... jeeps, three up save with a machine gun, but they can assault like vehicles, you know. Could be interesting. It's gonna be fun. A lot of fun, that's for sure. It's gonna be better than Scorzini. Sorry, I just found there was a bunch of screenshots, and someone has got his Hussars Armour Squadron screenshot. And that Cromwell and their um, Challenger is a compulsory choice um, option. So you can do a black box support unit. Yeah, yeah so both the two black, the two compulsory black um, black boxes can be either Challengers or Cromwells. And then you've got two optional boxes of just Cromwells. That's crazy. So, could, so we could potentially have two of, you know, two of each in the formation, depending on how points work out. Can we yeah. talk about my favourite thing yet? Go on. The land mattress. Land mattress is back. Yeah, there's a lot of Canadian stuff in this book. It's a double <laughs> worker, but I so much rage. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> because each one counts as two guns firing. So it's an even better double worker. It's better than the, yeah. the thirty centimetre never worthers too, because it's not even got a limited yep. number of shots. It just shoots forever. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. Because <sighs> apparently the Germans can't have any nice things anymore. Germans? What Russians? The poor Katusha sitting there with its multiple rocket rounds. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, what, what about the um, what about my twenty-first Panzer with its multiple 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 mortar batteries? It's got thirty-two <laughs> shoes on that. Still, still doesn't still doesn't get in two guns firing. It just gets the salvo template. It still just costs Sucks an arm and a leg. You. It does. Stupid land mattress. Final straw. Yeah. <laughs> 
We've got a little preview of the, of the kangaroo transport as well. So front armor six, side armor five, and top oh, armor zero. Is front armor six. That's nasty. That's nasty. That's brutal. Probably it's probably mounted assault option on it though. <laughs> it doesn't, was that? No, it's no, no mountain assault. Yeah, it has yeah. reluctant, trained, and careful by looks of it. Careful as well. That. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder how many points. Does it say how many points that is? No, they've, they've they've blocked out all the points. Yeah. That's yeah we'll wait for our, our if that's PDF one point, copy before we spoil those. If that's a one point upgrade command card, Schwimmargans. No, it's not amphib- it. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be a point because it's not amphibious. If it was amphibious, it's, it'll be five points. Yes. Any wagons aren't amphibious, <laughs> and they're two points. <laughs> it's screw you, baddies. Yeah, so we can see the platoon. The platoon's got basically seven. Like it's basically a standard rifle platoon, and it comes with three rams, or it's an understrength one. It comes with two rams, but like I said, points are blanked out, so we can't see what the actual impact is. I, I reckon it'll be like the um, M3 half jacket. I think it'll be your point of vehicle. Be my guess. Mm-hmm. That's which is nice. Yep. That's horrible. They got what, fifty cows on them as well, haven't they? Yeah. Like I say, you got ram armor squadron. Um, Again, it's six five one like the kangaroos that for top arm this time. And it's got your uh, six pounder as a main armament, but with um, APDS, so it's eight tank eleven. And it's got a firefly late armored troop supporting it, so all the fireflies are grouped into one troop. Mm. So yeah, I'm not, I'll be curious to see if people do. I mean, to do take them. Well, the, the, Canadi- the Canadians go with it for a bit of national pride. <laughs> Big in Canada. I think so. So the one thing that hasn't been brought up is the command cards. Yes. So in terms of ultra uber competitive super secret tournament play, so you stuff you get involved what, in it. Yeah. Oh, it's my my resin detra right now. It is. Um, yep. I think it's going to come. Well, no, because it's not. Because it's not mid war. That's the thing. I'm, I, I'm only ultra competitive. I, well, next year's etc is mid war. So focus, focus, focus on mid war. Um, the my gut reaction is we need to see what changes you can get with the command cards to represent other units to s- tweak down some of the ratings. Where to is make my, the points? Where is my fifty second Lowland? Well, there may be a command card. There wants to be. Mm. Let's put it that way. You want to get your black cock action? Exactly. Hot black cock action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a preview of the starter set as well, and like, yes, like it's actually so by British standards. If I put aside. His history. One well, history. It's actually not a bad starter. You've got um, you've got HQ of one comet and two CS tanks. You've got a platoon of three um, comets. A platoon of three centaurs. I'm not sure of information. You've got a platoon what? of three. Uh, uh, sorry, not centaurs. Um, chaffies. Okay. Three, mm-hmm. yeah, three chaffies. You've got a platoon of three. Yeah, sorry. Three challengers. Which, if they're in formation, makes actually that's a decent formation. Then, if they're not, it, it you got the old problem of a weak core formation. You've got two infantry with um, three kangaroos, and then sort of the downside is you've got two sextons and two archers. Hmm. I think what I'd probably be inclined to do is actually um, have the infantry, but build up the two sexton, you no, know, two of the um, kangaroos they come with as sextons, and just use them as regular infantry. When have the when have the other se- um, other ram kangaroo built as a ram tank, but as an OP tank or something. Mm. Um, but it's actually you know it's, you got you got your spearhead in there. You've got your um, core tanks. You've got two, effectively two barrage with, with the CS tanks and the um, sextons. But like I say, my pet hate with it is it's so ahistorical. It hurts. You've got the comets. <laughs> you've got the comets of eleventh armor division. 
the Chaffees of 7th Armoured Division. You then got the Ram Mounted Infantry and Archers of an Infantry Division. It's like what, and, and then, like I said, the actual, it's not impossible that Challengers and Comets be in the same force because obviously 15th. 19th Hussars had a mix of Comet Equipped Squadrons and B Squadron, which had all the what was left over, basically. So that's that kind of works. But it's just like, can we have a British box that makes a coherent story out of it? It's just, <laughs> but at least British... this one, it would actually, you know, would actually make a, a relatively useful army. Are the British just too hard you, to get a, a decent historical formation out of because everyone's a bit different? So I think it's just that thing that want to maximise how many new vi- how much of new plastics is in a box which you know it's fine as a objective but it just feels like it's at the detriment of making good armies or characterful armies but hey that's my priorities other people disagree no doubt <laughs> all, all yeah, so all game, more games mileage may vary well that's it so what you're there's saying lots to of stuff lots of chaffees lots of lots of ram tanks yeah yep. super <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see a book now. Let's like, say the command cards. I think the command cards go make or break things. So it's... They, they, they gen- actually, obviously, comments yeah. all them all over. If there's a card, so you can actually have an SAS formation rather than just have a support unit, so that'd be great as well. I bought quite a few blisters of SAS troops back in the day. <laughs> all right. Um, anything from you guys in the book? Or should we get to officer answers? Uh, what, from the... From the uh... Oh, 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 oh. Self-propelled bofers. Oh, yes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Someone, someone put a picture of both, didn't they? Yeah. So excited. One, so put both of us back. Yeah. Yep. So both is, um, it's going to be the same as the uh, German half track in that you buy the box and it makes both three bofers on the ground because you get the plastic sprue or you get three bofers on the back of a truck, which is insanely exciting because I've got three bofers self-propelled sat there waiting for me to build them and originally i was going to put them on bases and use them as ground-based bases but now i don't have to because they're going to be a unit which is pretty cool i'm not going to get my mountain howitzers am i you're not allowed to mount howitzers no No, my mountain howitzers for the 52nd lowland they're not going to have them are they who knows probably not it's a bit niche it's niche of a niche I know, I know. I'm, I'm fine with that. But what what was quite interesting was it was it Mike that asked about infantry sculpts and mm-hmm. whether we'd see anything infantry yes. or would it would just be the plastics? And I thought that was quite it's, interesting. Yes, so it turns out they're doing the hard plastics are the hard plastics. Um, in in one of the questions they had in the podcast it's in the sorry, a podcast or YouTube video, whatever it was, in the interview, um, was about the Sin Sinocast, whatever it is, Sinocast. Sinocast. Um, so they are throwing out a ridiculous amount of pre-made, soft, crappy, early Sinocast. They're bidding it. They're writing it off. It was a ridiculous number of dollars, and you could physically see the pain because it means that Pete couldn't buy another boat with that money. <laughs> um, the, the saucy Suzette can't be. Um, can't be. The saucy Suzette has been. It's done. Dead. It's just got a big red X for it on on his board of dreams. Um, so when I made the Arden's Forschenjäger platoon, which was Sinocast, I was quite impressed because it was it's a lot harder and the detail is there compared to the early crap stuff. Um, and, and he said that they've actively been working on improving it because he is just like us when it comes to making models. If it's rubbish and load of effort, he just throws it across the room. Um, so he's, I don't think he's been impressed by what they've put out. And actually, they're now at a point where they've got the mixture of softness versus brittleness correct. Right. So 
the AK guys, not AK, the assault rifle guys, STG 44s that I built were easier to clean up. They had sufficient detail in that they were nicely detailed, um, but they weren't snapping. No guys were just, you know, you get the base, it's just got a pair of boots and the guys floating around the blister. So they weren't brittle. Yeah. They were still just soft enough. And and that's what he says they're all going to be like going forward. So all of the older stock that they cast up before COVID apparently, because they did a massive print run and then COVID happened and all the sales stopped, they're just binning. They're just getting rid of it because they don't want to have that going forward. Um, he says also there'll be a slight change to the... Um, they've, they've suffered... <laughs> we had a giggle about this earlier, boys, I know. They suffered skew bloat because <laughs> they had, you know, gasp horror, four different boxes of Panzer fours with the same kit inside, but they decided to release them four times. Shock horror? <laughs> who saw Who saw that one coming, he says. I am shocked to the pulled. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I think they're reboxing and chain, trying to cut down to that respect. Um, so... They outlined a little bit. They did a little bit of the fate of a state of a nation type stuff, which they they are going to release another video at Christmas time for next year. Um, but basically, in the in the video, they outlined the fact they're doing the Berlin stuff. Um, so this is going to be they've done. Uh, American Bulge is the last American book. British Bulge will be the last British book. Yeah. Um, then they're doing Berlin, German, and Soviets. The Berlin book will include a plastic Panzer II because apparently they found that there were Panzer IIs in Berlin. But not Lurks. But not Lurks. No, it's not the Lurks. It is a legit Panzer II kit because after they've done Berlin and after they've done late war Leviathans, we'll talk about that in a second, they're going to early war. So because they're making a a plastic Panzer II for early war, Mm -hmm. they found a reason, an excuse to squeeze it into Berlin. So they're releasing that one earlier. Right. So you'll have plastic Panzer twos for Berlin. I guess there's probably some training units around still using Panzer there's probably, twos. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. and, and the, the comment, if I paraphrase, was you'll be amazed what people found hiding in the back of a warehouse when it, when, when it all came to the end. Oh, of, absolutely. I mean, it was like a second World War female dick rolling around the park <laughs> on the summer reports. I mean, that has to be a command card from an objective. <laughs> yeah. If it's not a command card from the objective, I'll be a little bit upset. Especially as they've got a resin metal model already from the Great War line. Yeah. You know, stick that on an objective base and have it fire a machine gun. Just It's just an objective that is a, a team, it fires a machine gun, and if you assault it, it dies. But you have to assault it. You can't just drive up. <laughs> um, so, after they've done Berlin, which all aligns with version 3, thanks, I believe, to the War- World of Tanks tie-in, they're going to look at doing post-World War Two. Finally. Which would include mouses. Not oh. not the thing that you thought. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, wait, 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 wait. They're, they're doing. doing people. They're doing. Well, I haven't said that bit yet, but they've just said, you know, post World War Two with things like a plastic mouse and then mice's because they look at doing them as companies. So that I think they're going to do a what if book because that then hopefully would generate sales off of doing um, the World of Tanks stuff that they're tied into. Because obviously in World of Tanks, the mouse, the tortoise, all those super duper late, 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 late war. Yep. Everything you can think of that is, oh, that would have been awesome to have, but didn't quite make it yet, um, will um, come out. One thing to say about the the Brit book uh, was confirmed. The Staghound isn't in the book, but it is a command card. So if you have Staghound models, you'll be able to use them. But they're not bringing them out. But they're not bringing them out again. 
but, so, but Borhound play uses. Ram and no Staghound. I know, I know. So that's that is that's a thing. Just throwing that out there. Um, so yeah, Late Wall of Ireton is going to be a thing. I hope they do a t- tortoise because that'd be really cool. I'm quite excited for weird stuff like that, but that's because I'm weird and different. Um, so, so, I just need to find someone to play it, play it with, I guess. <laughs> so Korea, Korea. What they are then doing? So that's that's so Berlin, Berlin, plastic pounds or two. That led to the discussion about early war. See what what. What's the plastic pounds? Of t- I don't get the plastic pounds of t- two. To right, tie plastic pounds of two is because they're go- they're planning on doing early war. Yeah, but what what what's the plastic pounds of two for Berlin got got to do with the price of the fish? Because they can release it for late war because they found some historical evidence of pounds of twos being used in Berlin. So they bought the release of the plastic pounds of two forward rather than the plastic Matilda because they don't like Russians. I don't know. But what they did say was once they've done. So there was a question about mid war, and they said, well, once we go back and start doing early war, the plastic kits and the kits that we release for early war that translate into mid-war, such as the Matilda, they'll then reintroduce those into mid-war. And I assume for the Matilda's specifically Russian late war, maybe they're doing it in plastics. Well, Russian, um, mid, Russian mid-war certainly should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also Russian late war, because that was quite a popular list in um, uh, version 3 at least, was the mid-war Matilda stroke of the hordes, or late war Matilda stroke. Anyway, so they're gonna because they've now not tied to the books because they've got the command the card system they can go back do early war not everything's going to be they're going to re-release some metals so for example in the british book the land mattresses are a metal model because there's no other way of doing that infantry will be cynocast it's very doubtful there'll be hard plastic infantry because the the hard plastic infantry you need to know that you're going to sell an absolute butt ton. Well, they've, and they've and got, the, they've got the ones they need of that, right? Yeah, no early world mo- models will no, sell but... enough to be hard plastic. But the, but I'm if I can get the same quality as I got of that Arden Fortune Maker platoon of early world models, I'll be happy enough because they're, they're good enough, like, in my opinion, for what they need to do at 15 mil. Well, the truth being in the pudding, I mean, they said twice now that they've finally nailed this soft plastic, so... Well, and that's what I mean. They said they've nailed it. I've actually seen the platoon and got the platoon and built it and gone, actually, I think they have nailed it. So you're saying that's the new stuff then? I think that's the new stuff, yeah. Okay. It's because they said, they said the latest release, which is all the stuff from German Bulge, is the way they're going to go forward. So if they re-released all the the mid-war horrible plastics... Yeah. Because the the difference is, because it's um it's, it doesn't wear the moulds out as much as metal does, mm-hmm. and, and Pete was pretty much like, metal's gone. You know, it's it's an old medium. It it costs too much. It costs way too much now. You'll not get many more. You know, and it, unless we really really have to do it in metal, like the land mattresses, it's not going to be in metal. Um, so early words on its way. Fantastic. Uh, they've confirmed the release of Checkpoint Charlie just for you, Duncan. <coughs> they, they said have. this one is. Yep. They said this one is for Duncan Gosling. Checkpoint Charlie will be in the same format as Fate of a Nation and the Nam era. It will be in the same points scale as well mm-hmm. so if you really wanted to you can mix and match between the three books um, and it's going to be a standalone book which will be essentially early Team Yankee um, so which is pretty much what they said all along it's yeah, finally going to be happening hopefully next year no, as I was going to say that's not really that's that's just confirmation of what we, we, we thought we already knew yeah but it's been long enough that we haven't heard anything about it that you kind of go are they still intending to do it and they are it's coming. It's going to happen. Um, interestingly, they then went on to talk about the next Team Yankee release, which is the Wolverines um, to the invasion of America. Um, 
which is obviously based, yeah, it was it's not Wolverines, it's called Red Dawn, uh, based upon the film by the same name, um, so which is essentially the Soviet paratrooper book for Team Yankee. Is yeah. what it's the main force is about. So you have all your little BDVs and all your stuff jumping in. But you will also have um, American partisan forces with pickup trucks who will be able to do things such, same as the SAS paratrooper jeeps. They'll be able to deploy from random board edges edges and things like that and turn up and wreak havoc. So is this essentially militia? Yeah, militia partisan forces. Partisan was the word he uses. Yeah, you have American partisans who turn up and do random things in their pickup trucks and things like that. So, I mean, that's kind of exciting. It shakes it up a little bit, gives a little bit of different character. Um, but what really, you know, made my ears prick up was the next comment of that. There's loads of things you want to do in Team Yankee in that what if element, such as, um, let's say, China, North Korea, and the Yugoslavians. Ooh. So, they're looking more for those niche forces. Uh, did you say North Korea or just Korea? I think it just said Korean. So, it could be both. North well, it, could be, it, could be, it could be for Korea, I guess, couldn't it? Yeah, for the yeah, yeah, never exactly. go full Korean. Never go full Korean. Gainab style. Um, so that was quite exciting. And they got some different ideas of what they want to push that going forward. And that kind of takes us up till, you know, a good idea what's coming next year. The year preview should be good. Yes, exactly. So the end of year preview should have some juicy, juicy stuff in, um, which apparently um, Pete hates doing. They had to oh. kind of chain him down to make him make the videos. <laughs> Right. But, um, yeah, cool. That is loose ships, sink ships. So, officer answers then. Cracking on, because we are cracking on through time. Um, yeah, yeah. I need to get to the right page. Officer answers. It's a quiet from... day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a quiet podcast. There won't be much. Oh, gosh. They drop a gigantic video, and then we have yeah. loads of cool questions. Um, from the Patreon, then, Mike Robinson asks Every great fan base has a nickname. The Tifosi of Ferrari, the Gooders of Arsenal FC, the Black Hole of the Raiders. What nickname would you give the Patreons to the Shooting Scoop podcast? I think I think Lee Lee's already dubbed this, haven't you? Have I? Didn't you call them scooters? Oh yes, scooters. That's what I came scooters. up with. Yes, yeah. the mods. Exactly, the scooters. <laughs> it's, not, it's nowhere near as cool as any of those. Scooters. Yeah, no. <laughs> You know you're doing crazy frog. Is that just that ring ding 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 ding? The two strokes. You said I couldn't call them mugs, so I had to come up with something else. I like the two. I like the two strokes, as in the two stroke scooters. No, that just sounds like a group that's holding self love. I'm not sure anyone's noticed, but the picture on 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 the Patreon is a little is a little scooter with the recorder's rifle built in. Yeah. Oh, was it the French one? Yes. That they Italian, whatever it was. Italian. Nice, the scooters. I'm going to go with a Warrior scooter. <laughs> War scooter. Uh, Mike Everest asks, uh, inspired by our post of um, the, the post we made in asking for questions, which was mm-hmm. a lovely piece of uh, war propaganda. Yeah. What is your favourite art slash propaganda poster from the war? Oh, okay. Duncan, what is your favourite art or propaganda poster from the war? So one of my favorite or pictures that was done by a war reporter no, yeah he was a war artist called paul nash uh, you mm-hmm. can go and see him at the tate yep. i think it is um it's called totesmere so it's a picture of the sea but it's made up of german bombers so the sea's actually made up of german Ooh. bomber parts it's quite cool i really like that picture but um yeah he only he, i think he died in like 40 yeah mm. that, that's that's why lee 
<sighs> it's a good question. Um, I always quite, I always quite like the, the sort of the jokey ones they use for like um, the ones that aren't racist. The ones about like fun. The non-racist ones. Yeah, the non-racist ones. Yeah. Um, like it's about like the sort of the quiet, loose, loose talk can cost lives. It's like a big hand, like showing the guy's face into it. <laughs> um, or the loose lip sync ships and that kind of stuff. Um, I must admit, I haven't really got. I haven't really got a favourite. Um, Propaganda poster. Thing. Well, you probably can't choose one from the um, the bad side either, can you? Because well, that propaganda is not really. Uh, <laughs> just, no. Yeah, yeah no, the entire Goebbels campaign exactly. in forty uh, three was pretty. You know, you know that speech he gives <laughs> he gives during uh, what is it the the end of Stalingrad, and it's like uh, pushing on to victory, and it's it's all horribly staged. That that bit, that one, yeah, super. Yeah. <laughs> Nuremberg, uh, that's a good bit of a propaganda. Uh, I don't mean the trials, I mean the rally. So you have to be a bit careful with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I was just, I was just having a quick Google for it. I just found like um, an American one by War Bonds. I've got to say, Uncle Sam looks absolutely stacked in that picture. Was he ripped? <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Sam has been, has been working out. Oof! Yeah. Arsenal democracy. <laughs> he's, he's bringing his Arsenal democracy. Yeah. Oh, see, when you ride alone, you ride with Hitler. Join a car sharing club today. I, I love I love oh the gosh. ones like that where it's just like there is there is absolutely zero subtlety to that, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> if your car is empty, it's literally worse than Hitler. You, <laughs> yeah, you are part of the problem, and you need to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not too keen on the caricatures of stuff. No. But some I of mean, them are pretty. Well, um, Yikes! No. That, anything involved the Japanese is definitely exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Terrain, terrain, pull up, yeah. pull up, terrain. Yeah. Uh, my favourite is Kilroy was here. What Robert Kilroy? His, no, the the graffiti of the guy sticking his nose over the fence, going what? No. And oh, then I'd like to change my answer. What? No sugar. I'd like to change my answer. Uh, no, she's still in my thunder. Oh. No, you're too thunder. late. Oh, I was going to say the 50, 51st Highland Division. It's your favourite war propaganda. <laughs> yeah, because they were they were called the Highway Painters. So they would stick the Highland Division logo over all the signs they found in northern France. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That was their name. Okay, that's, that's, that's a worthwhile interruption. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's nice. right. No, I, I love the... So, you know, the, the Kilroy was here, was the... Yeah, yeah. The guy sticking his nose over the line, that graffiti. I love it because looking at Wikipedia now, it says Kilroy was here is a meme that became popular during World War Two. A meme. It, I mean, it's right. It fits what it was. It's it's mm. not a set fun- format or function. It changes what it was doing because there's loads of different. You know, what no bullets or what no X Y Z, and it it changed the meaning depending on where you were and what it from. It has loads of different names. Well done. Um, top marks, any? Yeah. So apparently, yeah. What? No chair. So Kilroy was here is my favourite one because whenever someone says something, oh yeah, Burger King's out of burgers. Like what? No burgers? Just sticks in my head. It's a mind virus. I I, I thought I did genuinely think you meant Robert Kilroy Silk. Then I thought he was like (laughs) then. That's far too uh, intellectual. (laughs) Darren's now googling Robert Kilroy Silk. I'm googling Robert Kilroy Silk. I've no idea what you're on about. Do you not remember the the the, sort of the the nineties talk show host in the morning before before um was his face Jeremy Kyle? It was him. He had silver hair. How does it feel? How does it feel? Oh, I pro- if I saw a clip, I probably yeah. would know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> at that point, I was probably watching SWAT Cats, followed by Biker Mice from Mars. SWAT so. Cats was awesome. Mm. Yes, it was. 
That, that, what's better than a twin engine F14? A free engine F14. Triple engine F14, <laughs> piloted by anthropomorphic cats who have fingerless gloves. <laughs> oh god, I love the nineties. Come back, yeah. Always <laughs> I'll wear the shell shoots. I don't mind the shell shoots. Just don't go near open flames. Yeah. Just, just don't don't smoke around J- them. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. There you go. That's all. Naf bomber jackets. Centurions. Naf 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 naf. And uh, NASA t-shirts. Remember NASA Captain t-shirts? Planet. He's a hero. Nice and Gonna safe. take pollution. Oh yeah. What's your special power? Heart. 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 Yeah. Heart. Let's, let, let's let the Aztec guy have the heart power. As a yeah. As he rips it out. Of his um, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the point. Sorry. Uh, what? No content. Uh, Arkin Paints, Lexi Valkyria asks, has Knittelcat replaced 116th, which is Kampfgroup Knittel? Kampfgroup Knittel, command car from Bulge, combined, I imagine, with um, Brigade uh, Brigade Panthers, which is Knittelcat. What does that give you? It all that sounds a little bit too meta for me. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not sure what Knittel does, so I'll have to look it up now. But isn't that just Cheap Tigers, Knittel? Isn't that what oh, you it use? might be. Oh, no, Hummel. Hummel. No, I don't, I don't use uh, that's, Hummel. That's Hummel. Yeah. Yeah. Hummel. Hummel. Hummel is the uh, Frankenstein Tigers. Probably. Um, Camp Group Knittel. I'm going to say probably, and this is why we can't have nice things. Um, so SS, yep. SS Group Knittel. Yep. Yep. Your force includes 1S Schnell Group Knittel, which is a formation thing. HQ of 1 Puma or 250. Uh, 2-8 okay. um, SS Scout Troops oh or SS God. 250 Scout Troops. Yeah, I yep. can see the problem. 0-4 um, 250 SS Scout Troops. So it's those. 2R so Dense SS Recce Platoons. A whole load of Recce with Tigers, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. Those recce this aren't going to go away anywhere anytime soon, even with like one formation limits. And five, five yeah. scouts. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Uh, Mr. Taylor asks When is the patron only Destination Flames of War event going to be organised and hosted by you gentlemen and Fez? <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Taylor. Yeah. I um, love Quinton. <laughs> <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, yeah. Well, not really, because I'm the only one who actually has a gaming destination. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I've got my own club that can host events, and he's the one who's insulting me. Well, we'll just get Mike to host it in the barn. Yeah, we can host it at Crawley. Well, Brow beat Mike in the hosting at the barn. It's all good. Oh, I'll tell you what we could do. How about, how about this? How about this for an idea? We host three events, run simultaneously at the same time. Each one represents Army Group north south and center for barbarossa <laughs> so you call in the results from each round and it affects the overall progress of that's, a, that's ambitious it is it's ridiculous what could possibly go wrong and i love it already <laughs> that, that reminds me of a time we ran a game at uh games workshop guildford as part of a combined combined weekend event and uh one of the guys fired a death strike missile which at the point didn't actually have official rules and we said it was got unlimited range where would you want to fire it and uh, he said, "I want to fire it at Games Workshop Woking." Yep. So, so we we phoned up the store and said, "Are you guys playing a massive game too?" Yeah, you are. Excellent. You've just had a Death Strike missile fired at, you know, pick a number three, board number three. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know local geography, uh, Games Workshop Woking is about fifteen miles away from uh, <laughs> Games Workshop Guildford. Well, that's just a stack on a scale basis. Yeah, what does that what does that irritate to in twenty eight mil? What times it by twenty eight? Yeah, a long, long way. Twenty eight times fifteen miles. I don't, I don't um, know. What's that in kilometers? What's no. that in bushels? Yes, 
Yeah, we don't have to do conferences anymore. We left. We've left. We've we've EU exited away from that. Um, we will. So four four hundred twenty miles. By, by. <laughs> it's not that long range. In uh, in relation to doing a patron only destination Flames of War event, um, I've got a couple of ideas up my sleeves uh, to run at the Guildford Games Club. Unfortunately, the Guildford Games Club <laughs> venue keeps deciding to open and or close at random periods, so it's not conductive to uh, planning ahead. Um, but we think once they've done the latest batch of works, I'm looking at. Um, end of Q1, beginning Q2 next year should be enough Q- to. Uh, Hold on, get... Did you say Q1 and Q2? You changed. I did. I did. I dropped those in. Your new job's I'm... changing you. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm proper, like, well smart, isn't it? Um, Brits for the win asks Do you prefer the Ardennes SS or Volks for your infantry in bold German? I mean, I don't prefer the SS ever. I mean, they just, I mean... They just die. The baddies. Uh, I, I go Volks Grenadiers. Yeah, I say that like SS. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of them, I mean, yes, I, I, the Ardennes SS do die quite easily to 25 pounders, so it would seem. Um, I'm waiting to see if the points break will work, but they're hit on, th- they're hit uh, on threes, aren't they? Hit, hit on threes and reluctant. Yeah, no, uh, the Ardennes SS is three up. It's the fearless. It's the no, unpinning no, no, no. that so gets hit, you. Yeah. Hit. Oh, the Vokes, yeah. So the Vokes are four, four. Are they fours to hit or are they still threes? I think they're still threes, aren't they? Because you can pay to make them better. Yeah. I, I just I'm don't, not sure. I'm not a fan of the assault. I'm right. not sure the pointing is there quite yet because they are bloody expensive. And if you want them to be anywhere near hit on fours reliable, then they get really expensive super quick. Um, Jacob, Full Blau was a large and encompassing campaign during 1942, culminating in the Battle of Stalingrad, Soviet counteroffensive, and the eventual defeat of Sixth Army. If you had to pick a section of the campaign to play as a series of games, what would each of you pick? And if it is not this portion of the Eastern Front in 1942, what would be your pick to play as a series of games? That's a good question. Mostly, this is just me looking for ideas to steal on top of what I'm already doing. So... Lol. I think you should play. I think what the most awkward thing to model with would be the Ford of France in 1940, <laughs> <laughs> before they release early war models. No, I mean, sticking on this question, I like, I like the idea of of representing doing the battles of the Ru- Russians closing the pocket on the Sixth Army. Well, yeah, so that yeah, bit yeah, where the Germans try to break out and yeah, or break in. Um, the war There's was... nice, nice desperation to it. Well, I, I, I like the idea of doing a, a, a Kessel battle because you can you can do you can do those those games you know matter. You can almost have that as a very mm-hmm. simple ladder campaign because you can see then what's essentially you just got to get to the center with the, the Russians. Just like a race to the middle of the the map that could be quite cool. I'm not sure. I'm not sure to do mm-hmm. Stalingrad though because culminating in a city fight battle that'd be cool, but that'd be quite different, wouldn't it? What would you do as a campaign? I, I mean. I would like. I would do. I would look at um, the Piper's charge in the latest bulge, and reverse it and do it as the um, closing the. Oh gosh, the Feliz Gap. Feliz Gap. Yeah, Yeah, Feliz Gap. Where you're trying to escape out from Normandy. So the Germans are going in reverse, fighting, doing a fighting withdrawal, and then because I, 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 what I would do is sit there and go, okay, you've got your whole forces, you're you know, retreating, and why and and do it such that the last, you know, as the as the the Germans get further away, 
the British the uh, Allies get more air support as more and more gets called in to represent history, so that anyone who knows the history would target the German AA units first, so that they, okay. they get lost early in the battle. Because if they don't know the history and don't know what's going on, actually get penalised a little bit because actually, oh crap, the Germans got loads of AA units, kind of thing. Okay, Lee, stuff like that. You, what did you do? Uh, like I said at the start, I, I'm definitely sticking with what he said. The, the actual, like, say, closing of the actual pocket. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I always felt and the battle for Antwerp gets overlooked quite a lot. It's quite fun doing that and clearing the shell afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still like the idea of Italy working away from Husky all the way up the spine. Yeah, yeah. It always seemed quite, quite logical. Like, you've got those, the, obviously the lines, haven't you? The Gothic line and the other lines. I mean, the other, thing to, the other thing to do would be to pick um, pick one unit that went, made it all the way through the war, like Big Red 1, and do a campaign based around that unit. So, you know, mid-war, late-war, you know. To tie it together that way. So you start off with Great War. Well, yeah, I mean, even that, you know, and then end up in Team Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would be unique. It would be different. It would be different. So, yeah. So steal, steal away. Too many games, not enough time. Um, Laurel Anardi uh, asks for Flames of War. Um, not sure if you missed this last time on Knox. It was a messenger chat. In all the lists they hear being discussed, and indeed any of the lists that they look at, ET e.g. the ETC 2022 lists, never do they see anyone take infantry heavy weapon units, even armoured HMGs or SMMGs, in fact, or 8cm mortar infantry sections, etc. Are they just that bad, or does the event scene drive people towards the lists or units that are just more hard-edged? How about for friendly play? Same there, too. I asked because I was tempted to buy some of the unit boxes, but I don't want to paint and base them just for them to live in a box. Um, so, so yeah, I think Lee's right. Mortars are, are universally useful. Mortars are everywhere. Every I list th- I take, mm-hmm. I take mortars. Yeah, I, I, saw, so, I saw someone complaining that, that no one ever took um, no one ever took uh, the eight centimeter mortars from the, the armored ones from like what? Like, what? Like, what? They auto include. Yeah, take them all the time. Four or four of those. Yeah, yeah, take those. That's madness. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the question, the question here have. is, are they looking... I mean, they must be looking at formations that have them included as part of the formation, right? <coughs> I mean, there were worse... Otherwise, things. you can't take them because they're not support. So, ignore me. I'm just talking nonsense, as yeah. usual. I think, I think the issue is that sometimes, like for the Germans, it's like buying two machine guns is three points. You're like, mm, three points. And then buying four of them, six points. You're like, six points is quite a lot to spend on something that... I think machine guns yeah, problem is, is, is it, it, it's it's when your pin your fight rate of fire drops so dramatically when you're pinned that um yeah it almost needs to not be that bad it goes six to two doesn't it it's just like oh okay. I mean that's the thing it's if it was six to three no you're talking well it becomes a little bit more yeah they can defend themselves at least but yeah six to two yeah, means that two actually, is just ridiculous you, you can hardly ever stop someone assaulting you and um you know doing five hits on them is going to be quite is actually quite mm-hmm. an ask. Um, I mean, I guess the thing there is you make sure they're embedded with the other platoon. Yeah, but most units... Yeah, so mutual support. Or a lot of them, you can take a machine gun as part of the unit. So you might as well no, I know, and that's the downside of doing that. Whereas you have them in a separate platoon, then they have the, op- the option of... If they run in and, you know, if you've got assault rifles, you can't pin plo- both platoons. Yeah, yeah. And that is maybe talking me into taking the units of two machine guns, because actually that's a bit better than... Yes, they're really fragile. You don't want to lose one. But if you're just there for defensive fire... Actually, that's better than having one integral. Yeah. Because one integral, 
Oh, you artillery the back of the unit. They're pinned. Okay, I charge. Or I shoot you lots. You're pinned. I charge. Whereas if you have the two separate platoon SMG, uh, HMGs at the back, you can't do that. Yeah, the... The, H- oh, the HMGs are the ones I struggle with having to include, I think, generally. Um, mortars. Mm. Mortars can get... Pro- like, I never British... British mortars. <coughs> British HMGs work out quite nicely because it's got that bombardment as a secondary exactly. effect. Yeah, exactly. And it's got... Well, a... Even then, I tend to buy MG carriers if we're doing late war. Uh, yeah. Rather than actual infantry ones. I mean, I, I really liked your two-stand para um, uh, MGs. They, they seem to do mm-hmm. quite a good service as an extra formation for team. Uh, can we just give a shout out to Darren Hart who has uh, answered um, Duncan's question in episode 80 of how do you leave the UK uh, and posted the immigration uh, <laughs> status advice for Canada excellent I'll have a look at that later he's he's playing the long game the whole way it's not that he you know he wants to stalk us and be with us over here he was eventually convinced us to move over there well it's not taking a lot of convincing at the moment given the alternatives <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. Um, not entirely sure what list you've been looking at because the integral eight centimeter mortars are everywhere I look. They can get pricey. Um, like you don't... they can get pricey, so you don't always take them. But I mean, in my Brit Recce, it's just such a, a four tube mortar platoon, which you know, veteran with smoke. There's just a whole lot going for it. Yeah, but you don't. I, I wouldn't suggest that you always take it. Like some of the stuff, like the like for Fulsham Jaeger, you have to really consider what you're going to yeah. do with that mortar platoon because it's like eight mm. points or something before. But and you're like, all oh, that that that's now getting to the point where it's a bit eye watering. Yeah, but the benefit there is it doesn't. It's fearless. So when you assault it, if you assault it with your reluctant guys going, ah, I killed two, and you're like, that's fine. I'm not running away. And then the reluctant guy goes, oh, actually. Oh God! Oh, no, I, I get you, but if you're playing open list, there's no reason not to take pay a point more and take three wests. Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's the issue. That. Is you look at it and go. But the, the the thing is, the west won't keep you on the board, and I've no. it, over the ETC, I've lost track of the amount of times my mortars oh, and God. like two six pounder guns mm-hmm. were the things that were keeping me in the game, whilst everything else was doing killing and trying to win. I want to start. I want to get a bingo card for you now. Every time you mention the ETC, when I was at the ETC, <laughs> have I told you about the when ETC? ETC? When I was at the ETC, you... oh yeah, we played a lot of games at the ETC. I played... It's almost like I played lots of games in practice and then going to it, and exactly, it was good. You did very well, Eddie. You did a lot better than I think anyone expects, including yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. And now I'm I'm all primed and prepped to be super excited for the next one and crash horrifically, and then quit the hobby at the end of it. So. Quit the hobby, what wargaming? You'll never quit the hobby, wargaming. I can't move on to something else. I know you can't. I'll, I'll never, I'll never be able to financially recover from it. Yeah, exactly. Tiger King. I am literally Tiger King. Tiger King because I have nine king tigers in my house. You just need a mullet now and a, and a Prince Albert. Oh, I'm working on it. What the? <laughs> the you, you, you heard it here first. Ask me, ask me yes. no questions. I tell you no lies. That's um, yes. Carl <laughs> yeah. Stockperson asks, if money and time were no object, what World War II force would each of you want to collect? Uh, Oof. Oof. Well, it'd be one of those ones that Three. we did, which was stupid. Which, you know, where we did the thing where it's like, how much money can you actually spend on an army? Oh, I like yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> I'd go for the... Yeah, go go for the Team Yankee um, temp, temp, uh, ninth Motor Vision in the Humvees. That's a 400-point list. 
The entire <coughs> division. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that would be cool. Money and time and no object. I would like to do the entire airborne contingent of the invasion of Crete. <laughs> in Forshamjager. Jesus. Um, or, or, conversely, the same thing, but with a scale representation of Fort Eben Emil. That would be cool. So mm. the whole Achievable. table is for Eben Emil, um, including enough models to do the, the defenders as well inside. If they did, if the French player's like, I'm assaulting out of the bunker. Okay. So you can play the what if, if, if the French just went, you know what, charge. So that's that's my money now object choice. Yeah, Kursk. <laughs> Kursk at one to one. Prof Karofka. Prof Karofka. I think, I think, I, th- I think if it, it's the it's the time that's the bigger thing sometimes because like I, I yeah. I'd love to do a proper Soviet army like with lots of like tons of infantry and stuff but I'm not painting twenty seven teams times three life life's too short yeah um, um yeah that's it Laurel asks again for Team Yankee so we'll we'll allow you two questions okay. if you were only going up against a T eighty shock force e.g. no hordes or the lab span etc. How would you rate the current crop of high point tanks in the starter armies, such as the M1A1, Leo 2, Leo 2A5, and Challenger? How Mm. would you then rank those army boxes from best to worst option for going up against the T80 shock box in terms of flexibility and usefulness? And in very small text, it says, I totally don't have an opponent who's bought a T80 shock force and wants to know how to take it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to put myself on mute for 10 minutes and and let Lee... Uh, have at it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to go get another drink. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if the if the the wiggly lines are still going when I come back, Lee's still halfway through. I, I, yes. I, All right. So. I, my two pennies. The, the the shock army stuff is quite interesting, I think, because just as a force, mm. it's the opposite of a Soviet list, isn't it? Really, we talked about that before. So it's the, the high so tank the, should be good. It's the good skill one, isn't it? Isn't that, that, yes. Shock, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And it's hit on fours as well. Yeah. yeah so it's it's. Right. So it's, it's veteran T80s, basically. Yeah, go, go on, Mr. Mr. P. Charge. So I'm going to say the Americans are the best out of those three options. Really? The M1A1. Yep. I think Ooh. so, yeah. Because it's we look at the price cost of maybe, maybe the Leo 2. The problem with the Leo 2 is it's armor 18 and only 8 tank 22, whereas the M1A1 is for armor 19, 8 tank 23. And against okay. a front armor 20 T80, I think that extra bit of 8 tank helps. Whereas the Leo 2 and the Challenger are all 8 tank, 20, um, eight tank 22. Do you, do you think that helps their survivability or, or, not, or not so much? It, I think what helps their survivability is the cost. An M1A1, just a basic one, not the, not the heavy the heavy model, because that's probably overkill here, is 14 points per tank. So it's only slightly more expensive than a Leo 2, yet mm-hmm. it's got that better armor and that better gun. It's still hit on fours, it's just not veteran and it's a competent. But if I'm in an 8 tank, 19 tank, whether I'm confident or not, it's largely irrelevant because I think that's going to keep me going on the armed basis. Okay. Mm-hmm. But challenge is too slow. I have that mobility, but the other two. Because it, it, it's pretty tanky, isn't it? Like, I don't know, that sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous. So but... if you're looking at the start of force, because I think it's related to the boxes, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you, in the American one, you've got one, two, three, four, five M1A1s, yep. four Bradleys, yep. four Humvees. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Sam of... version. Three M109s and then yep. two Apaches. It's a good, it's a good box. 
That's a great box. I think all the other boxes, the British box has just got awful because it's a British box and the British box has yeah. got awful. They never quite get it right. Yeah. And the West German one's just a bit, it's just a bit weird because it's a weird mix of Leopard 2 and Leopard 2 A5s. And that American, the American starter set for Team Yankee is the best starter set in the game. Apart from, well, the Warsaw Pack one's pretty good, but it's the best of the NATO yeah. ones for sure. Okay. So the shock box i'm now watching a video trying to figure out what's actually in it because i've not been able to search the thing that's not going to work we've got a world with three sets here so it's it's, it's the um t80 i think you get five of them and then you get some bmp3s don't you yeah it's just trying to look catalog page always at the back i always forget that but the Soviet starter. So you get five T80s, you get two BMP3s, a bit meh. Um, you get two Gaskins and three Spandrels, which means you get four Gaskins and spare BRDM. Um, you got two Hines, two Frogfoots. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, the US would eat that. Easily. But the Hines, you have to worry about the Hines because it, well, you no, build, build your Humvees to Stingers. Humvee. Yep. Yeah. But the Stingers are only firepower five. And against that three plus save Hines, it's just. You need a bit higher end, higher end firepower against a high end, in my respect. But, yeah. But it, it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously, it hit on four game. T80s, 20 versus 23. It's, it's hmm. it is rough. Yeah. Should be a yeah. good match. Fun. God, now I want to go make my Americans. Damn it. Stop it. <laughs> focus. Focus, Eddie. Uh, Scott, Scott Decatur uh, asks, what is your favorite World War II unit and have you modeled them in Flames of War? <laughs> Mr. Parnell. Well, my, my mine's free art is always going to be free right. RTR comments, and I haven't actually modelled them yet. It's on the list. I was going to say you have the models. Oh wow! What are you, Edward? Leflanderstrom, and yes, I have three platoons of Leflanderstrom. You do yep. with gliders. What I didn't quite get around to making was the JU-52s to actually tow them in. But hey, if you see a faded sign at the side of the road, oh sorry, Tonti Jew and the Love Shack. <laughs> Panda knocker baby. J J U A T. Yeah. Uh, and for J- me, any guesses? Monty Jew. Herman Goering. It's not. It's not actually. It's um. Not, not some fat Goering. Twenty twenty first Panzer. Uh, yeah, okay. In yeah. hindsight, we yeah. I blocked out the fact you loved them after the rage that you had when the thing was released. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he raged because he loved them so much. It's yeah, just... no, exactly. But I blocked out the fact the association because I thought it rage quit. Right. Any any boot Panzer unit, but yeah. The, the 21st Panzer, I've got, uh, and the answer is I've got two thirds of them. So I've got them in mid war D Day, and now I need to do them. What, two thirds of division? No, two two thirds <laughs> of the, uh, the iterations of them. Yeah. Incarnations. But yeah, Fatty Goering division. Oh. Carnations are Team Yankee, mate. You can't use those in the place of I can if I want. Pro- <laughs> pro- prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are illegal, uh, are they? Prove to me the Carnation was not in World War II. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, we just talked about mooses. Mooses weren't. So. <laughs> There's a moose. Who's a little about this? Who's? Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll be getting rats. T55 yes. is a Soviet yes. little fireman. That's it. <laughs> I always wanted to buy a 28 millimeter rat just so I could play a game of like single model bolt action on the back of it. Yeah. Having driving around as a board. That'd be pretty cool. Um, finally, then, uh, Bill White, friend of the podcast, asked, "Why won't Battlefront bring back everyone's favourite British armoured car, the Staghound?" And yet we get the Boarhound Abomination. Oh, because that's Battlefront. <laughs> it, we, it's that, that, that 
is just one of those unexplainable things. When the know. history flies on by and you're left asking why, that's Battlefront. Stackhouse is so cool, yeah. I can presume a Stackhouse did something nasty a Phil as a child, and that's why he won't revisit it. Well, at the very end of the video, they did say um, they are doing it as a command card. But I want my plastic Stackhouse. Well, I yeah. know. Even if it's not plastic, how are you supposed to get the models? Yeah. Because if you say 3D printing, 3D I'm gonna, printer goes oh, better. I'm going to kick you right in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. Uh, that is an end of an officer answer. No, the two Patreon ones I emailed you earlier. What? No, I did those. <laughs> William, William Scott, what do you think? Aircraft in Flames War limited to two per flight. Well, in Tang Yankee, we had four to six. Yeah, that's a really Oh, I'm not supposed to go back. No, that, like that, because that's how the mechanics work, because Team Yankee came up before. Flames of War, and also, and also yeah, having six. It's, it's because obviously in Flames of War, the air, there's no, you don't get a penalty for having a single aircraft dropping bombs. And well, despite the fact in Team Yankee, a German, you know, a German tornado is spanking out like 600 <laughs> micro. Oh, do you? Submunitions. It starts to no. re-roll misses. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In Team Yankee, it, oh, I didn't know that. It, it works like artillery. The number of aircraft is the number. Of, you know, I, it's that. I, it was same. I thought it was because. The anti-aircraft in World War Two was pretty crap, so it doesn't actually shoot. You got a chance of shooting maybe two down. You don't have a chance of shooting six down. But you need that many aircraft and Team Yankee get one aircraft to the target. Exactly, that's pretty much it. It's a stats <laughs> thing. If the answer is game mechanics, I think we failed. Yeah, yeah. When um, uh, Richard Balker asks, "What would you guys run in a late war Romanian list at a hundred points?" IS twos. Yep, <laughs> I would run um, Sturm Tigers against them. No, what, what, against them? That's not the question. Uh, you've got to have some cavalry, haven't you? If they're Romanian, it's almost the law, isn't it? Yeah, so Romanian cavalry backed up by IS twos. So I'd go for the I'd go for the Russian ones, Russian Romanians. Maybe that's the question: is is it is should be what's your allies? Germans yeah. or Russians? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> So you're going Russians. The answer is you take both. You go warfare, then you're actually accessing your allies. It's just what your what your allied unit is. Well, that's what that's what um, uh, Rex did last year at warfare. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But he had a really interesting one because one of his his swap out for the Germans, I think, was three elephants. So that was his German support, which is three elephants that just sat on an objective moment. This is mine. There are many like it, but yeah. this one is mine. Yeah, you're not having this one. I I, I quite like that for that. Uh, in out swap, I think the, 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 there's loads of cheap infantry in a Romanian list. I think they always struggle for high AT, so that's where you need your allies, isn't it? Your allies, your high density, yeah, anti tank unit. Just yeah. put, put together some Very long cool. 45 millimeter Soviet anti tank guns, isn't it? And, then, and then charge them forward towards the enemy, and then towards the pile. No, you can't <laughs> do that. They're not, they're not infantry teams. You can't, you can't do the wander around the side. No, oh, 38, 38 splits. Oh, yeah, 38 gun team special. Um, mm-hmm. events then. Yes, uh, we have a new one that we've kind of talked about before. But on the eighth of October at Dice Saloon in Brighton, it's their World War Two Day, um, where at least two thirds of the podcast will be there, along with a load of people from the bar. Yep, um, we're playing Flames of War. Give me some Water Tanker. I think there's some guys doing some Blood Red Skies and some Battle Group as well, and all the other tables. So just all all kinds of like World War Two war game, basically. Now I've just had a thought. When Checkpoint Charlie comes out. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to change the intro. Oh yeah, <laughs> we are going to change the intro. Phase of War, Team Yankee, Favorite Nation, Nam, Checkpoint Charlie, and Great World Podcast. No, we just put an asterisk in. Fine. Just, just Flames of War asterisks. 
And then at the bottom be like, sometimes we play Team team Yankee, Fate of a Nation, Arm and Great War, and Terror entirely. But other times we play mainly Flames of War. We do need to play Fate of a Nation again. That's such a good game. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately we couldn't be a Fate of a Nation podcast because it's just not sustainable as a talking point. <laughs> Although we we could probably have a good maybe we need a spin off <laughs> spin off <laughs> just just so it begins yeah all the hot uh, team Yankee uh, sorry uh, favorite nation content you could ever possibly require <laughs> <laughs> all one and a half episodes of it um, we yes uh, I was going to say this used to have the UKGT in but obviously that was last weekend so congratulations to everyone who went yeah yep. well, well done Mark um, for running it for a start well done Mark for running it by himself because I bailed out. Yeah, because you're a terrible friend. I'm a terrible <laughs> friend. It's almost as if you move a place, you know, from it being an hour away to four and a half hours away. Yeah. It becomes a big barrier to going. And then my family were like, do you want to go to see a Battle of Britain air show? I was like, oh, lots of Spitfires and Hurricanes. Family commitments. It's a shame. But no, well done. Um, looks like everyone had a great time. Not a whole heap of... <laughs> I think Patton was on the battlefield more than ever, but that's how we didn't have a discussion, so... Maybe we'll talk about that next podcast. Um, if you want to get involved in the next tournament, mm-hmm. no, I was going to say the didn't they publish? Didn't Mark publish the standings? Maybe we should have a look at those next time and see who see if we can get. He the, did, the but the we'll list. do that next time. Mm. Yeah, get the list and have a discussion about the fate of the state of a nation rather than the fate of a nation. Mm. Um, if you want to get involved in the next Flames War tournament in the UK, the twelfth and thirteenth of November is warfare at the Farmer Exhibition Centre. Woo! 110 points late war with one formation and no more than five scout units with the red blue swap. Just to rub that in there, just to really get oh, in, just to make Lee explode a little bit more. Um, that's all the events that I've got, unless you boys have got anything else. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Shooting and scooting time. Source of skill. Uh, whatever we are, Brits, what, vets by that point? Uh, no, they're still trained by looks of it when I was looking for the. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Do they never get veterans, they use. They never learn anything. No. They never learn anything. It's <laughs> a high, so I think it's a high turnover rate. <laughs> That's got to be a command card. Veteran. What, high turnover rate? <laughs> I, I, mean, Mr. I ain't kind of surprised. I think because LC, they just switched the Comet, it probably disrupted them being... If, oh, you, if you're looking at them in Sher- 11th Army and Shermans, they probably would still be veterans. Unless maybe that's a gaming tactic, uh, a points thing that they're using to justify having lower points costs, because that'd be amazing. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, because like, if you make, make them a veteran... Um, a veteran comment, comment is going to suck, but... A veteran train comment is going to be... Mm. <laughs> well, you're going to get, what, three of them? Hideous. Four, yeah. Half, yeah. Of a, half a comment. Yeah. 100 points. Alright, train no, then, jump. four up. We are four trained, up. yeah, four up. Six! Woo! Go to Berlin! Woo. Well, once again, all the uh, <laughs> arguing we have about what the stat is never matters. Just <laughs> roll first. Always, yeah. always roll it first and then decide, see if it matters. Um, the Arbit Train Record Podcast you've been listening to is Shoot Scoop, the Flames of War Podcast and the team at Breakthrough Assault of Cody K. Put you by support for better for hobbies, Dice of War, and God Save the King! Woo! Because I won't. Well, it was to allow. So there was that. There was the um, 
the children's ride outside of Asda that was closed as yeah. a mark of respect. Like one of those little There's like, a bike storage things. rack somewhere that was closed. <laughs> there was the, the Weatherspoons condom There's machine. Mark respect. Uh... This, bike storage, this bike storage rack is closed. Yeah, yeah there's the, the like, Weatherspoons condom machine that said it was no longer dispensing sheaths because of the mark of respect Jeez. for the Queen. And then someone pointed <laughs> out that, that was exactly what she would have wanted, quote unquote, bareback. 